Yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. Perfect. How do you want to start it? Well, kind of going back to how we uh, were starting off when I said kind of just drop us in. it dude this is it wow this is it we is this it. is this how it feels when you're so successful right. like you hit milestones like this and it's just it's just casual honestly every morning i wake up i piss that <laughs> you know <laughs> there we go well i mean if you're accustomed to piss and excellence then you've probably oh. heard of the house of comics podcast i'm chris that, and i'm alex that's good <laughs> and <laughs> i thought you were gonna say if you still understand talladega nights oh yeah <laughs> And you probably understand oh. the House of Comics. Oh, dude! If, if you Either don't way. if you don't get Talladega Nights, then there's no way you're listening to this right now. <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a great point. Uh, but yeah, like I was alluding to earlier, if you're a, a big fan of the show, you may know that we're celebrating something very special this particular episode. Woo! It is our one year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, guys, do you remember a year ago, dude? <laughs> Do you? Crazy. <laughs> Absolutely insane. It's <laughs> bonkers time, man. Right. And we obviously aren't going <laughs> to do a recap of uh, what, what, everything else that was going on this year. That's, oh, been, that's been pretty well documented. Yeah. Um, before the topic of the day, what we will do is go through some of our highlights and hijinks from this nice. past year on the, on the show. And uh, we'll touch on the, some of the topics we've talked about, books we've talked about guests we've had on nice games we've played all that all that good stuff fun fantastic yeah it's been uh it's been quite a ride right dude like who who would have thought look at us (laughs) we're doing it they said it never last all the all the haters whoever yeah or hater it could be singular but you but you if you're listening to this i'm talking to you singular singularly (laughs) gotcha gotcha but yeah, well, <laughs> if you're uh, if you're new to the show, we usually break the podcast down into three main segments. Our first segment being filler or crisis, where we go through news topics in the comic book industry and label them filler things we can breeze through, or crisis things we'll, we we got to stop and uh, kind of talk about. Yep. From there, we're going on to our topic of the day. And like I said earlier, we'll talk about our highlights, hijinks, and other good uh, recaps we can think of uh, from our year on the show. And then we will, of course, end with our books. And uh, it's been a, it's been a very interesting month for the books so far, to to say the very least, actually. Yeah. And uh, honestly, this last week was no different. This upcoming week might be a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like I said, got some very interesting books to get into um, later on. But first, the news, and Woo. it's it's obvious the first one we got to talk about because it's it's basically hours away. Mass. Yeah, it really is at this point. And uh, and of course, if you're in the comic book sphere, you know what I'm talking about. But if you're unfamiliar. Soon enough, we will see the preview. I'm sorry, the preview, the debut. Nice. The debut of the the comic book premiere release of uh, probably the year, probably yeah. the last five years in the Huge. grand scheme of things. Yeah. And of course, I'm talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier this yeah. Friday. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, but I'm actually, Bucky. of course, talking about the Snyder Cut. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, right. No Bucky there, though. Right. Unfortunate. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, well, this honestly plays hysterically 
right into the um, the nostalgic theme for the day. Insane, because this truly set the tone for for the past year in, in more ways than one. Yep, yep, so much so. But, like, do you want to revise any of your uh, your earlier sentiments regarding the Snyder Cut? Or do you think that our our belief is is still sound, that it's kind of absurd? But Well, I mean... You know what? Yes, I think I, I think I'm still gonna say it's absolutely ridiculous. This yeah. is happening. Like, it's gotta be. Right? I, I can't. I can't not think that. But at the same time, we also always said that we're gonna we're gonna watch it. Like, oh, we, sure. we never said we weren't interested. There because was, yeah. how, how can you not be <laughs> even slightly interested, dude? Even it's crazy that generally speaking, the reviews have been very positive. Yeah. Reactions are very positive. But even if they were extremely negative yep i would have to watch it yeah I, absolutely I, I, you, just, you can't not you know right. but like you were saying the reviews have been positive and we're not wow. going to get into this too much we're probably going to get into this a lot more after we see the film but we were talking about this earlier off the pod the the implications for this massive already the the, the snow you can see the snowball you know oh, yeah. growing in size and the, the movie's not even out yet yep i mean it was it was starting to grow before it even yeah anything yeah I mean, truly we're, we're, yeah. When we're talking about the Ayers cut and yeah deleted Joker scenes and stuff like that mm-hmm. like it was already happening like the entire the fact that Warner Brothers got behind this and it was such a huge fan initiative and even in the infancy of that people were already starting to say well what about this and right. what about that mm-hmm. and you know maybe we did this wrong and so. If this comes out and it is this widely respected, well-received piece of uh, media that really, with Wonder Woman and um, and Shazam, Shazam separated, mm-hmm. generally speaking, not well-received. Yeah, DC movies. So, yeah, like, I would say, if this is something where it turns that tide, oh, dude, well, because like that's huge. It's also I, I wasn't even thinking about this off of the heels of Wonder Woman uh, two, which yeah. was still you know still. I feel like people are still trying to decide how to feel about the Nobody movie. Knows. To, to be confirmedly honest, still waiting for it to come out. <laughs> that also kind of sure. feels like that, right? <laughs> right. But like for this, because it was always going to be the digital release, well, literally the digital release. Yep. It it made it feel like the uh, the impact for digital releases and um, how we uh, digital release movies, especially with uh, uh, HBO Max doing this uh, premiere movie thing. Over the next year, mm-hmm. I, like I said, we won't get too much into the implications yet. But you know, we were talking about it, and the the ability to just go in because it's digital and just literally upload a different <laughs> version yep. of a film that everyone already has an opinion about, yeah, and then has the potential to completely change their opinion by uploading a different version, yep. And again, this, like we also were talking about just a little earlier, I don't want to harp on this forever, but this is not the first time, like, their director's cuts are a thing, and there are extended versions, like with Lord of the Rings, there's three different versions of Blade Runner, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. This is a thing that already exists, but for some reason, this is feeling so much like a potential cultural, like, turning point for the way that we do movies. And I think, you know, the reason is, is because Lord of the Rings came out and it was good. And it it won all these Grammy or Oscars and shit and did well. They're like, don't change anything. No, just do it again. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And then same with Blade Runner. Blade Runner came out, changed science fiction forever. And the different cuts of it are just, you know, Ridley Scott being, you know, George Lucas-y digging around (laughs) with stuff. Nothing really is changing. Right. This 
is taking an objectively <laughs> bad movie and turning it into an objectively good movie? Is that what's about to happen? That would be huge. Insane. That would be crazy because those are already good movies that are just either better or the same good with more. Right. You know, nobody has ever had director's cut of X movie where it's gone from shit and turned into something really solid. Right. Crazy. Crazy. And uh, I'm going to draw a musical parallel to this, but I'll save that for our next episode. So oh, make sure. It's so easy to do that, too. 100%, all, dude. All the it's mediums are coming together. Because people realize that you all you have to do is upload. <laughs> yep. It's a brave new world. <laughs> Um, speaking of a brave new world, wow, that actually cre- creepily ties in. Hell yeah, um, Elvis Huxley. Well, I was actually I was in Brave New World, New Frontier. Uh, Fantastic, kind of Darwin Cook news in a way, hey. not the best way no, though. No. Um, his estate, and by estate I mean his uh, his wife or daughter, daughter, probably daughter, daughter. Not sure. Right. Um, someone in his estate um, has a. Uh, Filed a complaint, I filed a complaint, but has um taken up against DC because DC's new thing that they're doing. I don't know if you've seen this, but they are going to start selling essentially crypto statues. Wait a minute. They're gonna be selling NFT non fungible no, no, token no, no, no digital no, no. <laughs> statues. Okay, this was announced, I think, earlier in the week, sometime last week. That's unfortunate. That this was going to be a thing. And as you can imagine, the backlash in discourse has already gone, you know, to honestly the appropriate places. As oh, in, yeah. This is dumb. This doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing this? Who asked for this? Dude, NFTs Silly. are just the latest example of a post-apocalyptic, <laughs> dystopian, bullshit universe that we now inhabit, and yet we have none of the cool things, man. I don't have the Mantis blade arm. I don't have fucking hover cars. I don't have any of this shit. But instead, we have people buying the rights to something that they actually don't have the rights to, but they have the rights to the idea of the rights. Man, well, to to go even further with that, like I said, Darwin Cook's estate was saying, I don't want any of Darwin Cook's like artistic work associated with this at all. No, um, and then Gary Frank came out and said, because Gary Frank's art designs are actually the ones being used sure. for um, to being sold right now, um, or, or some of them at least. And uh, he said, Yeah, I didn't actually know anything about this. That's and that's been the case across all mediums and spectrums. Yeah, spectrums, <laughs> there you go. to be honest. It's, <laughs> It's the same thing's happening in video games right now. There's some piece of shit guy, I can't remember the name, he had done a couple indie games, and he is selling art from those games mm. as NFTs, but he's not really selling the art, Got right? Because he's selling you, a you, digital certificate exactly. for the whatever the fuck to the art. Exactly. And artists are coming out saying, hey man, like we had a contract where I would make art for your video game. You do not have the ability to do this, well, man. Well, now, so it's so funny because DC essentially has said what you just said. Yep. Well, because now they're telling their freelance artists that they cannot sell any of their like DC like commission properties as these like NFT things. So you can sell like the physical commission of you know Batman, Superman, whatever the fuck you want, right. but you can't sell a digital. Essentially, a Bitcoin Batman deed to, to someone. Yeah, man, it's just a way for people to money launder. Um, it's not real. It's even, <laughs> it's even faker than anything else has been fake. In a world where nothing means anything and money is fake, this is the fakest of fake things. 
and it blows my mind. It's crazy. It's like someone sat down and was like, how can we make something so stupid that the government will not be able to regulate it for years? Gary Frank said this is literally just some kind of exercise to see what people will pay for. Oh, for sure. Again, you are not buying the rights. No one has the rights to his art. No one has the rights to any of these things. No one. You're not purchasing that when you purchase an NFT. You're purchasing a fucking fake deed essentially it's a digital That's statue you see awesome. <laughs> the whole idea is but terrible. no one else can see it no one else can see it and it, you can't like do anything like we can't like bring <laughs> yeah. your boys over and be like oh you know like one of the one of the big ones well, is, uh, what's the, name? the first tweet mm. the first tweet was like 2.6 million dollar nft but it's not the tweet dog it's the <laughs> it's the it's the idea of owning <laughs> The tweet. It's not right. even the actual ownership of the tweet. It's not a physical copy of the tweet, which we could print out right now. Absolutely. It's it's stupid. So, yeah, I have a problem with it. And uh, I'm glad that artists are coming up and saying, hey, this is really stupid because it is. Gosh, wow. Well, that honestly you took all the words right out of my mouth, dude. Dude, it's because it's been so it's happening in gaming right now at a really alarming pace. Absolutely. And so my thoughts have been stirring about this mm-hmm. as well for weeks. Yeah. So it's I should have known. It was it only infest. Only a matter of time. God. Um, you know, it also was only a matter of time. What? Uh, filler Crisis, kind of a departure from the comic books, but it's pop culture and I feel like it needs to be referenced because sure. it has multiversal implications. Perfect. Netflix is expanding its Bird Box cinematic universe. You're quite kidding me. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people... <laughs> You can't build a franchise on a meme, dude. It's just not like you can't do it. I don't know. Well, Netflix said, watch me. Unreal, man. Said, I'll do it again and again. Yeah. Dude, it bothers me that, what is it, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's um, Quiet uh, Place. Quiet Place. Was so fantastic. It was a great film. Yeah. So good. And it was literally just a different sense of the same thing. And then they had... Bird box, and <laughs> God, man. Well, all we know is that it's going to be some kind of spinoff film based in Spain. That's all we know. Wow! At this point, what information to have too? But the- <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> they felt they needed to tell people this, dude. That's what I thought. What's the, no, no name, no cast. No anything. Dude, because it's so funny that you said that because when I was reading, it's like, this sounds like something that you would keep a secret. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, well, yo, we might be thinking about doing like a whole Bird Box spinoff thing, but like the Spanish version, but like, don't, don't tell anybody. Like, Jesus, <laughs> man. They should, that should have definitely been something that they did as like the surprise album, like Beyonce, you know, just drop it and be like, yeah. here we go, boys. I love dude, Bird Box. Boom. It's in Spain now. Bird Box 2. You're actually right. You it would have been way better than Oh, it would have been way more hype for sure. Like, Talking about it now is just a joke, and then when it comes out, everyone's be like, "Well, this was it, Sandra Bullock." Sandra Bullock, yeah, yeah this, he's not in this. She's not gonna be in this one, you know. <laughs> so no, Sandra Bullock is not gonna be in this. Movie. We move on. Wow, that was actually all the all the real news that we had this week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the the Snyder Cut has really dominated the the headlines. Unless you can you can oh, think of yeah. anything. Not really. I mean, that they're, they're trying to breathe some more life into that Avengers game. 
Oh yeah, I saw they were getting another triple uh, A. Uh, what the, oh, trying to get another they're game doing, or another developer trying to do? They're a game. just rebranding it and re- oh, doing a relaunch perfect. with Hawkeye, and it's like that's not going to fix. This. Nice, dude. There's some. There was some talk about they're trying to <laughs> trying to increase the the length of time it takes to hit max level. Like oh. they're trying to make the game grindier. Okay, it's because they feel like people are confused by the game mechanics, and so they think if you spend if it takes more time for you to hit a mm-hmm. higher level. Mm-hmm. Then you'll have a greater understanding of it. What game mechanics? Uh, there are. I don't know. I can't imagine there is any. <laughs> I was like, I, what What could possibly be confusing about that game? Like, seriously, just Smash X to Thor. Like, it's not. there's nothing there. <laughs> you know? Like, there is nothing there. It lost 96% of its player base in, like, a month. There's just nothing there. It was yeah. never. There was never anything there. Right. But, yeah, that's the closest thing I'm thinking for comic book news. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well... That will lead us into our topic of the day. Hey. Well, some something that that does have legs. Yeah, apparently, you know, something that does keep coming back and back and back. You know, did not have to get a a, a re up for new develop for. Didn't have to right. push back and increase funding for no reason. Right. Didn't have to focus test or anything. Add in another wacky character. You know, we still test nothing. <laughs> we run on no budget. It's perfect. It, that's 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 perfect score, dude. That's what I'm saying. Zero out of zero is perfect. You know. That's what math says. <laughs> I think that means we don't exist. I, I, well, well, yeah. That's probably what the uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the metrics, yeah, the, 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 the larger the metrics, metrics might say. Yeah. Although, if you guys Google House of Comics podcast <gasps> right now, you should see a Google ad for us at the very top oh, of it. Oh my god! I've been giving Google a dollar a day. Whoa! <laughs> right? Crazy. We got it, dude. Well, I, th- I thought it was hilarious. I was like, "What's the lowest amount I could pay?" They're like a dollar thirteen a day, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." <laughs> oh, dude, I'm on board. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, let me go type in House of Comics podcast." This is the first thing that pops up, and I was like. Well, all right, that's good enough for me so far. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know what else I would make someone type in. Right? <laughs> Tell your friends to Google us. We're there right now. Like, <laughs> do it. If you Google graphic novel and go to page 17, you might see us as well. Yo. But the system. <laughs> exactly. It works. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right. So, how do, do you have any idea of how I to do I have no this? idea how to do this. I figure we just start from one and pick out some highlights. Perfect. You know, going up, going back. Uh, all going. right. Well, I think that we could. One thing we could do off the bat is since you've been so clever about oh. picking the quotes for each. Oh one, gosh. Do you want to? <laughs> we should maybe talk about. Absolutely. What it was? I think yeah. we can remember all of them. Hundred percent. I don't know if we can, but we're gonna try. Well, this one this was easy. easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, for uh, episode one, it doesn't matter. Get from the crowbar. Beautiful. We we're talking about fucking three jokers, dude. Of course, <laughs> it never ends. It never really ends. <laughs> today, it's a Joker book. It never ends. Literally a year to the day. Unreal. Man. Unreal. Totally unreal. <laughs> Uh, let's see, episode two. Wow, w- once again, this type of alien had a cat-like response to the guacamole. Beautiful. We're talking about Green Lantern. Yep. Also, <laughs> also the what the sh- Okay, that's eerie, dude. It's creepy now, It's all dude. just the same thing. Uh, I forget. I think it was... I want to say it was... That was... Was that early into... Um, I think that was early in the run, and I was talking about one of the issues that I had read, or was that something that you had read? I can't remember. I no, think it was, was definitely it was definitely yeah, you. Yeah, it was one that I had read. It was earlier on in season one of Green Lantern. There you go. Because we because you started reading season two. Yep. Or were you reading Black Stars at the I time? I was reading Black Stars. That's right. You started yep. off with Black Stars. Yep. I was like, this is pretty cool. Insane. Terrible decision making. Insane. Because really. like, because well, I didn't understand because I got until I got to like you know 
uh, uh, issue seven of season one, and, uh, and I was like, oh shit, he's reading about Black Star, right dude. <laughs> Bonkers stuff. Uh, that was also the Bloodshot opening weekend. Gosh, that's oh my god, that's right. What a what a thing, Ooh. and the Star Girl debut. Holy smokes, time. This is it, folks. It's crazy because we still haven't seen the Star Girl finale. No, shout dude. out to Katie. Yo, happy belated birthday. <laughs> Huge shout out to Katie. We should have watched the Star Girl finale for her birthday. Oh, we got <laughs> everyone would have hated that except for the four of us. Would have <laughs> loved <saying>? that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably fantastic, dude. Dude, it probably is really good. I like pretty much all of it. Yeah, Star Girl's pretty sick. So funny. Uh, let's see. Episode three. She was a beast. She was huge. She was driven. And nice. I'm pretty sure that was you talking about Wonder Woman. Was it? No, dude. That had to be you talking about was Wonder Woman. Was it me talking about Wonder Woman? It's got to be. I, right? I'm pretty sure this was you talking about Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. Because I was does... talking about uh, Joe Mullen. You were. Because this was our... Um, our Women's Day. It was our Women's Day special. Oh also, my God, you're right. Which we also just had not too long ago. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. So what happens when things happen in a year to the day, man, it shows you nothing ever really changes. It's You know what's really funny about this now, looking forward to birthday two? Yeah. Is it will also be... This exactly. <laughs> about... So we're going to talk about Joker. We're going to be talking about Joe Mullen. <laughs> we probably will. She'll probably... Dude, I got the she's fucking in, Justice yeah. League in my head. Exactly, dude. Oh, my God. Hysterical. Right? Totally hysterical. Amazing. All right. Episode, <laughs> episode four. Oh. Probably still one of my favorite episode titles. Yes. The Bat, the Beetle, and the Baker fantastic and i think that's just occurred we were going through our like our news topics or something and we yep. were just talking about all three of them we were just like where is this i want i want this thing i think yeah i think that is what we we're talking about maybe like crossovers and stuff yep um but yeah that was that could still honestly apply to most of these episodes oh that was the crossover episode yeah yeah we could i you could put the bat the beetle and the baker behind many of these talk about it would be applicable honestly recently we talked about the blue beetle movie that (laughs) just got the director yeah man i saw oh damn it i saw something recently there's a new movie that's being done and i can't remember it was a director i really admire but there was they're pulling on a um a mexican born kid to play it okay and i was like oh fantastic like he looks great he almost looks like jaime and he's got this quality and he's he's younger and fresh and upcoming dude's a year older than us god damn it (laughs) Never nice. mind. Not Blue Beetle. <laughs> nice. Get him out of here. All right. Get him out. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, smoke. Dude, this about, is it. Talking about issue five? Yeah. Yeah, man. The top five list edition. I don't know if I remember any of my top five anything. Oh, dude. I, I can't either. I know Batman's on there. I don't know what it was. Batman's on there. I'm sure you Jeff Lemire's on there somewhere. I'm sure you Jeff Lemire is on there. <laughs> For sure. Damn, dude. I'm going to have to like... Throw some like sound bites into the mix. Oh, of this, this would be that'd be hilarious. I'm gonna have to grab some of us from previous issues because dude, that's so funny. Gosh, what else are we talking about? Oh, the Harley Quinn season two was last year because they did the seasons back to back. That's right. Uh, wow. And we were like, how? Why would you do this? You know, where is X show? Where and is then, Young Justice? Where still, dude? Still justice for Young Justice. Hashtag it. Hashtag it now. Seriously. Let's see. <laughs> Episode six, Honk and Donk versus Hunk and Dunk. Classic. Gosh, what are we talking about? No idea. Oh yeah, the <laughs> the, uh, the the streaming content. What DC and Marvel are going to be putting out on their uh, pers- uh, respective apps, mm-hmm. um, which is hilarious. <gasps> what? 
Sorry, this is also where Ezra Miller choked that That's woman. That's right. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Apparently, it didn't happen. Yeah, you know? If you're if you're listening at home, you can you can follow along with us as we. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Read, <laughs> as we read Chris's summaries in real time. <laughs> And some of them I, I did forget to, to fill in. <laughs> oh, that's fine. This is great, though. And then this is also when things are, like, starting to move and groove in the pandemic. Because you yeah. wrote in here, like, stay, stay home, binge Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't go outside. Yep. And boy, do we not go outside. Do we not go outside. I also want to talk about how we're still not officially go- even on our second Marvel show. Oh, what were you about to say? Oh, my God. I was going to say I was still not going outside. Oh, but Yes. <laughs> Even more important, yeah, crazy that WandaVision just happened. Just happened. And we were having that whole discussion about what was actually going to come and if it would even be worth it when it did show up. Yeah, and like, what was it, like two months ago, we had the big Star Wars announcement with all the title yeah. cards. Yeah. Whenever we'll see those shows. Yeah, that's that's wishful thinking right there. <laughs> Issue 7, oh, our first game show. Oh, fun. And the crux of the biscuit. Nice Frank Zappa shout out right there. Absolutely. This you was a shout fun out. one. This was a fun one. Definitely. I love doing the game show stuff. We should do it more often. 100%. And, we should do, and you know what? I know we haven't gotten there yet, but the episodes where we do the game shows with people? other people, oh, especially yeah. like non-comics people. Gold. Amazing. Fantastic. So fantastic. They're always so great in them. I, I love that. That could be a whole series. Oh, it could be a whole separate thing. Yeah. I totally agree with you, man. Yeah, but that was that was a good one. Oh man! And oh, then wow. here we are. Wow! Wow! Well, our our first I can't believe it. Our first group episode. You know, <laughs> this is this is actually the one that made me think. Oh my God! It's been a year. Yeah. It was it was th- like thinking back to being here with Camille and Mariah and everyone mm-hmm. and like talking about just our favorite superheroes. Yep, literally you know, our favorite ca- comic characters. Yeah, because it was a National Superhero Day. Yep. So we were like, you know what? Let's let's expand this. Let's open this up. Perfect. Do you yeah. remember everybody's? I remember. So Jake was first. It's the Flash. Easy. Vic was next. Captain Underpants. Yes, dude. <laughs> and then um, I think it was Camille. Venom. Yes. Mariah. This one was an oddball. It was a curveball for me. It is an X Men or X Woman. Was it Rogue? So close. <laughs> she went, she dressed up as her for Halloween and she won like a hundred bucks. Oh, Mystique. Yep. Yeah. And then. Oh, mine was Nightwing. And mine and yours is, is Batman. Yep. And there it is. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Right. Literally. Like PBRs with acid in them. Oh, Lord. And uh, <laughs> yeah. imagine the mileage you get out of that phrase. Wow. We danced with it a lot. <laughs> what oh, the yeah. hell was even that about? <laughs> I know we were talking about like Grant. Alan Grant. Morrison. They, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, what's the Alan Graham Morrison? Yep, like probably Alan. just a PBR with acid in it. Yep, and our our signature cocktail. Exactly. Dang. Also, the hashtag Creators for Comics uh, auction that raised uh, oh, four hundred thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Jim Lee and all of them. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Have we at this point shifted away from Diamond? We have. I think so. Right? Or we're almost there. I think it's we- close. Right? Yeah. I think I missed that. Uh, one of those those headlines. I think I I'm not sure if we have yet or if we are about to. Right. But that was also a big like holy shit yeah. moment. Speaking of holy shit moments, the still a lot of people's favorite episode and I honestly can't blame you. It's probably mine. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's probably mine. It's hysterical, dude. It is through the roof just 
you had a great idea with that, Thank man. You. It was a really brilliant idea. Thank you. It was so much. timely. It was fun. <laughs> we brought everyone in. We made a whole day out of it. It was we fantastic. Did the craft board, like, which also looked fantastic. Yes. Shouts all the ladies that were involved in making those cards. Absolutely. It was yeah, not dude. gonna look anywhere near that good if I did them. Dude, I still got. Yeah, Mike, I got my team, dude. Yeah, man, it's so fun. We, yeah, I still got everybody's in my in my room. We absolutely need to do that again. Yeah. I don't know if we need to do like, oh well, we're talking about an Avengers one, well, or I guess, X Men or whatever. I guess I should just just spill the beans on it on it <gasps> now. Well, we're gonna do another bigger one soon. <clears throat> but me and Katie were talking about it, and I want to do a kind of more. What's what I'm looking for? More business like draft. So this is okay. what's gonna happen. Me, you, and Katie are all going to be like the executives at our own comic book publishing companies. Okay. Okay. We're going to announce our objectives, you know, things we're going to try to do, like who we are as like, you know, as a company. And then from there, we're each going to draft creators based on categories, writers, artists, colorists, letterers. This is good. For our companies, and then we're going to judge each other based on our objectives and then who we have listed. This is really good. You like this? I love this. Well, that's what we're doing. No, that'll be awesome. That'll be really fun to do. Yeah, so if you're listening, oh, you know, look, be on the lookout for that. And uh, Katie and you, you know, start getting in your mind some creators, but also maybe more importantly, the idea for your, the overall idea for um, your comic book company. It's hilarious because I was like, what would I want to do? And I'm like, what do you mean what I want to do? I know exactly <laughs> what I want to do. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's well, too much. Well, see, so well, here's the thing. It's still a draft, though. Right. So, so you try to vis- you have your reality, your vision you want to realize, but... Mm-hmm. That person's busy or that person's occupied. They yep. can't do this because they're working on this book with this company. Yep. Real life. Real life happens. God, well, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that one. What a what a what a freaking issue! Wow, episode <laughs> like, eleven and, a, and a, an experimental episode, if you will. This was our <laughs> Star Girl live reaction, that's right? Oh, which featured fun. special guest Helena as that's well as right. Katie. Amazing, hilarious. That was I was definitely after we did episode ten, and I was like, shit, we can do anything, dude. <laughs> like I set this mic up, we had all the things, we had the cameras, like we can do whatever the hell we want, right? Like, yeah, we can do live reactions. Let's roll it. <laughs> just roll it. And I was like, oh god, this is so much audio. <laughs> so much, dude. Well, we definitely got to do something like that again. Want to get yes. Helena back on because I feel like we should do like a better version of like a, re- a live reaction yes. thing. Yes. Because um, also we still got to get Helena more into the comic book sphere. Would love that. So uh, I think we should do it uh, Do it that way. Dude, I think it will also be great to bring her in. Um, for a game show. For game show. Oh, definitely for a game show. <laughs> love her. But um, maybe like manga and stuff like mm, that. Absolutely. Because she already loves those worlds. Yep. So it could be like, all right, like you, Collide. Go, you like, what do you have already? I'll buy it, or what do I have? You go buy it, and we'll do a little manga. Dude, that's with you. dude. We should just read her shit, and then she try to find lot, like yeah. a comic book like equivalent, or like something she might like based off the vibes. That would be fun too. That could be yeah. a whole thing. That could absolutely be a whole thing. Bam! Look at this. We're just we're just spitballing. Dude, right? This is easy. <laughs> and, and you guys may have noticed this is the first time we've actually reviewed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we usually turn so true. We usually turn and burn. It's so true. Yeah, you, I mean, we move at a pace here. We do in the House of Comics. <laughs> Episode 12, Meet and Seats. Meet and Seats. Fuck, what were we talking about? That's a classic, oh my god, <laughs> Snyder Cut announcement. Oh, yes, yeah, where I missed the timestamps. Yeah. Yeah. But we have we have a Snyder Cut react and Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman. Yep, huge. Um, shout out to Javicia, who's crushing it on Batwoman yeah, right now. There you go. You know? Crazy, dude. That was, that's another one of those uh, 
one of those quotes that became a quote just because one of us said it and the yep. other one kept saying it and we say it back to each other. Oh yeah, fantastic. Moment. Well, this was I'm surprised this wasn't a thing in episode 13, a chiller dealer. The Chiller Diller. We don't use Chiller Dillers anywhere near now. Do dude. you remember where that's from? The Chiller Diller is um, that extra issue of Etrigan I got, right? Yeah. yeah. And at the end of it, they said to come back to f- discover the whatever Chiller Diller. And what is the Chiller Diller? Not sure still. And I have no one to ask. Oh, wait. This was the Diamond episode. <gasps> DC ends their distribution deal with Diamond after 25 plus years. Huge. June 2020. Wow. Crazy stuff. Oh, man. What a moment. What a moment in time. Truly, though. Also, quick shout out to go back to the first issue real quick. The Justice League Odyssey. It's fun. That's yeah. why I'll tell you what this book is. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Dark. Oh, ooh, yeah, that dude. sounds so good. <laughs> you know, right? why, why can't it be that good? <laughs> oh, the wow. First comic we ever talked about. Yeah. I just remembered. Well, it's so funny because we've shouted that. that out so many, so many times, times. But yeah, right now, again. Put, put some respect on that series, Huge. on all the creators involved, from Talent. from from front to back, like yeah. seriously, that shit was fucking. It was banging, dude. Like it, it was, was like the best space thing. It at was DC for like the time it was out. They got it. They got the weirdness of space. They got the epicness of space. We had dark side. We had new new gods. We had dead new gods. We had it all, man. Yep. We had evil turned good and good good turned evil. They it was the perfect. Yo, just enough people are reading this book for us to do what we want and yep. like, you know, no one like really like see it, but yep. the people who are seeing it, they they know. They know. They know we're doing it. And that was us. That Truly. was our book. 100%. Love it. But yeah, sorry, real quick. Yeah. I just want to shout it out before I it's forgot. A, it's a special book, just it like Odyssey 19. It is strangely <laughs> a special book. <laughs> oh, okay. Captain Carrot. The legend. Oh, wow. And this is all the passing of Denny O'Neill. Yep, the RIP, RIP Denny O'Neill episode as well. Definitely a, a big loss. Truly. Can't help but think. Do you, with the stuff that he's worked on, mm-hmm. do you think, like with GL and everything, especially Batman being in such a crazy place right now, right. do you think he would be happy with where we're at a year mm. after his passing? Do you think like... Our, obviously, our incarnation of Batman is much different yeah. than his and Neil Adams' Batman. Right. But is this, like, where we want to see these characters? Is this, like, the trajectory that pays real respect to them? Right. I think, overall, like, holistically, yes. Yes. Because I, I, I do, I do at the end of the day, think he, un, he I think he understands that this is a character that is received differently by different people. So it kind of has to be interpreted in different ways, which is why he was someone who kind of made a seminal Batman. Yeah. Um, I feel like he has to understand that it has gone through changes. will go through changes, but yeah. overall I think he would, would appreciate and respect the places that it's in the creators that have worked on him. The, the, the plaudits that Batman like, um, <clears throat> adjacent projects have received you know yeah. uh, across mediums and spectrums i think he would at the end of the day truly appreciate it i think so too and as like like you said it's a really good point we look at him and his work as like this amazing precedent set for batman right but really what it also is is a complete dismantling of the previous batman exactly 
So like he came in, you can't have change without destruction, you right. know. And so he was they, the yep, he was the guy that people were having conversations about. Like Denny O'Neill came and changed Batman. Yep. Like, how do you feel yep. about your Batman being changed this way? Exactly. And so I just kind of I just remembered something in in one oh five, I think, mm. with um with Batman fighting Ghostmaker. Okay. And Batman wearing the cowl with the shirt and, off. With the shirt off, but ha- and having the sword fight. Yeah. And how, like, that's such a special thing. Right. And obviously it's important to Tinian and all Batman fans, but it just speaks so much that, like, we have that moment. And it was such a touchstone then, such a big moment with Raish. Mm -hmm. Now to see it echo with someone like Ghostmaker, is Ghostmaker going to be Raish? I don't know. Probably not. But it doesn't matter because, like... We're still doing it. Exactly. Exactly. That's the respect. There's something that is so timeless about Batman and a cow with the pack out. Sick. With a sword. Just timeless. So, what a legend. Episode 15, The Mystery Men. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. this Was that, was a, was that another game show? or This was, was our a, uh, comics in and music episode. Huge <laughs> change up. Finally got the got the intro done. Yep, like, yep. Yeah, through the outro. Like, that was, that was, that a, was big a big episode, big, actually. That was a big episode. One we had been looking forward to yep. for a long time big, as well. Yep, because as you guys know, we're big music fans. Yes. Um, speaking of music, shout out to Luke, who yeah. sent, us, uh, sent us over some stingers. I got to show you those. Did he? Oh, dude, get them to me. I'll get them dude, out this the, episode. Dude, Luke, the fucking topic of the day stinger. Love it. Fire. Love your work. Fire. <laughs> love your work. <laughs> but yeah, we need to do another one, another music episode. Absol- absolutely. I would love to have another um, deep dive and maybe try to bring in some musicians because we know quite a few. We know a bunch, and so and a lot of them love comics and stuff. So yeah, that could be an interesting, uh, interesting issue to do. Speaking of loving comics, <laughs> episode sixteen. I want to be Batman so badly. Dude. Do you remember what you were talking about? Um, I think actually, you know, it's so funny because it's on the sword thing again. That was oh shit! Batman, you're right. <laughs> that was Tinian's run, Joker War, when Batman pulled out the folding it's all the katana. Same. <laughs> yeah, dude. Literally, Tinian had Batman with, in his utility belt. Canonically, Batman carries a katana. Wow, can't beat that. James literally said, "Yo, can't it's been that. a year. Bust out the sword again." Dude, literally, <laughs> literally, the sword. Is an essential part of Batman. It's an extension of the bat. This is also the Green Lantern 80th Spectacular that That's came out, which was a fantastic weird, anthology uh, little package. That's there. probably one of, if not the best ones they did. That, that one year. and the Robin one for me, still yes. up there. Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah. Those were fantastic. Very, very well done. Very good stories. Oh, 17. <laughs> it's about family. Oh, what, man. What was this about? It's well, I know someone about it. This is about Jeff up oh, talking about Gideon Falls a bit and Ascender and Descender and Family Tree. Oh, wow. We just, oh, this is where just we talked about um, all the indie comic books. We just talked about indie publishers oh. and all the stuff that they were doing. I think That's it was a slow right. week. <laughs> wow, this is hilarious. It was a slow week for the big boys, yep. the, the big two, as it was not a couple, a couple weeks ago. Not even, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Absolutely hysterical. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. God, what a wild time. Yeah, and then we just went went in on all the awesome fucking indie books that were out at the time. Bunch of those still going on right now, like Decorum. Yeah, uh, Gideon Falls just ended. Yep. See the stars. Tree's still on. Yep. Um, Undone by Blood. Second arc just started. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's killing the children. You know the the <laughs> same books we've you know been been right. talking about. Grendel. Grendel. Probably never will end. Never because it you know, won't start someone, again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not really an ending if they never 
tell me it's over. You know, it's funny because I haven't. I've only read like two issues of Grindel, and that is the most Grindel thing that could probably happen. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. We'll <laughs> never find out if he makes it. He'll be in peril for eternity. Nice, and that's probably where he deserves it. So. Speaking of being in peril, I got you for three minutes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Episode eighteen, Bone Salt. So that's another House of Games. Yep. Yeah, that was a House of Games edition where we played Who Wants to Be a Genius, Genius Billionaire, Billionaire Playboy. Playboy Philanthropist. Yeah, man, that was those are so fun. You know, <laughs> I they're great to do. They really stretch my my brain. Oh yeah, trying to like go through all the shout lore. Out James Howlett. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, fuck you, man, Wolverine. Fuck I'll, you, at least man. now I'll never forget. Exactly. You know, and it's so funny because now I, if I would have just waited on this, I know Sword's a thing now. <laughs> this is a stupid-ass wand of vision. <laughs> and they're talking about Sword. So shout out You're right. You're right. you, Elizabeth Olsen, you know. <laughs> Listening to this. <laughs> I know she's out there somewhere. Someone will get we're at the top of Google now. She'll find us. If you guys Google how's it yeah. if you Google our name. Exactly. <laughs> uh let's see. Spe- speaking of the names, one of the names that truly was ringing out last year. Haven't heard her name uh, oh, 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 <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Joker issue one. Gosh, right, the bag issue. Of yep. course, I'm talking about episode 19. Maybe I'm the punchline, which was one of my first of many mental snaps over the <laughs> <laughs> over the Nightwing storyline. <laughs> oh wow! Speaking of Nightwing. Oh, is, dude, is that um the, the Tom, Tom Taylor? Ta- nice, yeah. dude. Tom Taylor Nightwing. Yeah, and Redondo the on the art thing. that just came out. Um, but yeah, wow, what a, we got a really, it's like a chronicle. This whole, this podcast is just cataloging your descent <laughs> into insanity over Tim Seeley, who also, I have a book from today. Dan Jurgens. Oh, oh Jurgens. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Tim Seeley wrote the, wrote the good night way. There you go. Yeah. Um, hysterical. Amazing. Oh, oh, this was also, okay. I got to talk about this because episode 19 is actually one of my favorite episodes and I always forget because it's fucking episode 19. Yep. This is what we talked about writers and artists pairings that we would want to see on on certain book titles and concepts. Yeah, that's and we right. fucking crushed it, dude. There were some really cool ones there. Yeah, oh, yeah. that is that was a good episode. We should do um, something else like that again sometimes. Well, we're we're about to with the it's, with the draft. It's kind of like a merging of exactly. the two. We're that taking, was yeah. my exact thought. We're taking the the creative side of it and then the the team the hard side of it. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, we're bringing it together. The strategic, strategic, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't love building fantasy teams? Exactly. Shout out to all the all the dudes yeah. listening to this, <laughs> right? Oh man, they'll never let me forget. <laughs> Do you remember what that is? Um, I want. What would they never let me forget? Oh gosh, I I remember what it is. <sighs> what is it? It's Marv Wolfman. Oh my God! We're talking about the crisis event. That's right. Because this was the DC Fandom Virtual Con, hey. dude. <laughs> what a okay. Take a second. <laughs> Wait, actually, take two seconds. Okay. First second, the success of the punchline as a character, because okay. that was oh, the yeah, first we, time we talked about it. Right. Real, I went real quick. Yeah. Do you think that was a successful character, and do you think that we will continue to see her into the future beyond Tinian's run on Batman? Now that we have had a lot of time with her, actually. Well, yes to the first and no to the second. Okay, I, I think that's right. I, I, I think, yeah, I, in, in in terms of how you look at success, yes, she was 100% a successful character yeah. in a lot of ways you look at it. Oh, yeah. 
I don't think any other writer is going to touch no. <laughs> punchline once time is off of her. I can't imagine as much. So yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with my initial guns of Tinian, you should kill her. Oh, yeah. You, if you kill her, you'll make her into something far more powerful than anyone can comprehend. Harley's got to kill her. Yeah. I would really, really love that. Two I would, birds, I one would, stone. It's If you do that, then you'll seal the fate as an awesome villain and interesting Joker adjacent. Yep. If you let her rock on, then she'll just disappear and she'll become a fun fact yeah. that people have to know. It's like, oh, does anyone remember Punchline's alias? It's like, no. She'll be like, uh, oh, my gosh. I actually was thinking about this the other day, <laughs> and it's, it, it's kind of similar. She's like, she'll be like Launch from Dragon Ball. Yo. Exactly. Lord. Exactly. Who is that for? That was that was for... For you? That, <laughs> <laughs> for Peter Shout out to the Shonen Flop Boys, Yo. if you guys listen to hey. this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, episode 21, The Pat Man. Oh, yeah, we're doing a DC uh, Fandom recap. Oh, yeah, so oh. fandom recap. No, this is fine. This is still in the thing. Yeah, it was a big is, thing. <laughs> it, it's, it's a huge thing. Like, almost the same exact question. Was it a success? <laughs> Does it have longevity? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say yes and yes to both of those. Hell yeah. I think yes. If 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 they put the time and resources that they, that they did into that, as in having the stars, the yeah. creators, the writers yeah. on these panels, like, you know, talking about the stuff. You know, at like all day. Yes, that can definitely work. And I think that should happen again. Even if things go back to normal, I think they should be able to do things like this. I agree. Like totally. I shouldn't I shouldn't have to go to a fucking big ass uh, uh, uh Comic Con no, convention kidding. center to listen to a panel. And I know they'll probably post them on YouTube and all that good stuff and yeah, they'll do stuff like that. But like that could be a, a way more intimate, way more personal, way more informative yeah. way to do this that involves the people that I actually want to see, like we yeah. saw at the DC fandom. Yeah, it's like, I get it, cons are cool, panels are cool, but like, you got a couple hundred people in a convention hall, right? Like, exactly. you're doing that panel for those people. That is not even a hundred millionth <laughs> of your actual population of fans. Exactly. When you cater something to being an online event. Exactly. It is immediately exactly. way more like you and me will always sit down and watch the two hour Comic Con breakdown where fucking Jeff Lemire talks about why he doesn't like the applesauce. 100%. Like for sure. We'll watch it. But like that doesn't matter to anybody else. Right. And so like when you have shit like that, that's just a YouTube video of one fixed camera while six people talk on a stage awful right when you have the zoom calls when you have the the different hosts the mm -hmm. different stuff moving back and forth right. all the graphics it's all engaging yep the different mm -hmm. worlds and shit you exactly know, like, yeah and that's like how it should be and like you said because it's online and probably because it was the dc fandom and i don't want to say it was like a like a desperate time or anything like that yeah. but they did i feel like kind of go out of their way to give us like Big announcements, big yeah. announcements, some spoilers, big they did, yeah, big guests, just because they knew this was like the fucking DC fandom. Dude, we gotta, we gotta nail this. Yeah, man, talking about the Black Adam movie, mm -hmm. the showing the Pat Bat trailer, yeah, which dude, set the world ablaze, which was in, with still so like, tight, <laughs> so it's tight. so cool looking. I it completely quelled any of my concerns I had regarding Robert Pattinson, and I and they were, they were honestly. Not as numerous as I had initially thought. He is, he is a solid actor now. He has done quite a few indie movies that I really do enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, but still, doesn't matter. Like, good actor doesn't mean you're going to be a good Batman. True. Very true. So, but yeah, that really, uh, that set me straight. 
Well, speaking of actors, uh, episode 22 was the R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. <sighs> Shit. Of course, the Black Panther, as well as many other uh, prestigious roles in Hollywood. Um, his passing away, which coincided with the passing away of, oh, oh, was it his birthday? No, I think it was the passing away of Jack Kirby. Yeah, it was. Um, or was this his birthday? I think it was. The, I think it was Jack Kirby's birthday. Yeah, Jack Kirby's I birthday. Think it was Jack Kirby's birthday. And um, um, of course, Jack Kirby invented the character yep. of Black Panther, along with Stanley. Yeah. Okay. And right. um, <laughs> you know, it's actually kind of eerie about that is um, Chadwick Boseman just re- posthumously received a yep. nomination for his work on uh, Ma Rainey. Yeah. So pretty. Yeah. Still haven't checked that out. We'll definitely want to check that out. Yeah. yeah. So. Kind of eerie about that, but 100%. that's just been the whole theme of this, I guess. Today is what happens when you, when you look back at it. It's all, it's all, all the past is right now. Yep, big old circle. <laughs> so, what are you gonna do? <laughs> this is not a unicorn. Also, that title is in reference to one of the most fucked up moments in a whole just series of fucked up <laughs> Constantine. <laughs> It's true, yeah. And I absolutely. still am looking for justice for Simon Spurrier, dude. Well, he's getting it in his uh, Nightcrawler. Oh, room. for sure. I hope he tears everything apart. I it, hope he rips the whole world apart. Burn it down, Cy. Burn it down, Cy. I see episode twenty three. Ain't nobody from nowhere going nowhere. And of course, I what was that be referencing? talking about King of Nowhere. Beautiful <laughs> by W. Maxwell Prince and the the art team of Tyler and Hillary Jenkins. One of my favorite titles. What else was we talking about? Oh, okay. DC hires former Activision Blizzard executive as general oh, manager. I, I guess, remember that. I mean, I guess that'll always be topical because I don't think that person. I think that person's still around, doing still around. Thing. So I guess that ex- explains a lot of the, a lot of the synergy. The synergy is high lately. A lot of synergy. This is wait. We're we're still in the middle of the diamond drought, technically, right? Oh, what, no. what, what is happening? That? We're past the diamond yeah. drought. Okay, a good chunk, I guess. Yeah, we're getting, yeah. The, yeah, we're getting the books. So they've now. split. Yeah, we are getting books. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Legion of Superheroes and yeah, we're, you know, we're, yeah, getting, we're uh, getting a lot of books. Oh, we're almost at Joker War because that oh. one was, that one's bad. That was '98. There, gotcha. Oh, wow, you're right. Oh, number twenty-four. Uh, another favorite of mine. One we credit should also books. do more often. Yeah. Hashtag credit the colorist. Yeah. Got to do our letterer episode. Hashtag love the letterer. Perfect. Yeah. Easy. It writes itself. God, well, there, there you <laughs> fucking have it. Uh, real quick, some of the colors that we talked about. Dave Stewart, Jordy Belair, Tamara Bonvillain, Matt oh. Wilson, Hillary Jenkins, Steve Olaf, uh, Frederico Blee, uh, Tamu Moray. Great. Uh, Amy Reader. Like, all perfect. And I will admit, I've been paying a lot more attention to colors ever since this. So... It worked. It 100% worked. Dude, wait. Because I, I made a conscious effort a couple months ago. Like, yeah. I'm going to look at lettering. I am oh, looking at dude, dude, the letters. It's so funny because I don't even remember. I think it was in Rorschach. Mm. I was like, who is doing the lettering? <laughs> nice, dude. And it was Clayton Calls or okay. whatever. The guy who came up with the bats for the expletives. <laughs> and I was like, shit, yeah, here we go. Fuck, there you go, got, I got a favorite. We that got, got a got favorite. A, we got a favorite just like that. Boom. His talent is favorite. is unmatched. <laughs> really. He is a king. <laughs> Probably. Amazing. I mean, he's on two two five books. books. Yeah. yeah. And and it was enough to make me go both times. Who the fuck is Who doing is this? this? <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Episode 25. Bedroom wine. Bedroom wine. 
Oh, I think this was just one of those uh, solicitation episodes. We just went through some of the stuff that was uh, coming out mm-hmm. um, this uh, that month, I should say. A lot of books in that one. Yeah. A lot of books. Oh, yeah, and this was uh, announcing the the MODOK series that Patton Oswalt is going to be the stop motion one. Is that coming? Yeah. Sometime? Yeah, I think, it, I think it might be out. Really? I think it might be out. Wow. Well, well. if you know, <laughs> tell us right. about that. Bedroom wine. I don't have any today not today not yet not yet gotta do more i gotta do a sangria supercut Ooh, and I think, uh, there I think you go diving through there you go try to pull that together see episode 26 men x men what was i talking oh, about oh dude we were so deep in the throes of hunter hunter at that point that's oh my god you're right <laughs> terrible i was like what was i talking about truly i think yeah that was literally just a joke the 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 X yep. Men joke the Men 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 yep. X Men Hunter oh, Hunter yeah wow let's fuck let's we take a second and talk about Hunter yes dude <laughs> they don't need it you don't need it you didn't need sixty six episodes to do the Chimera Ant arc I'm sorry you didn't need it dude you know what you know what the dark part is what the the longer like it's been like since since it's ended the more I I, I get it. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, this me is too. this is why people get tattoos of this shit. They're oh, like, sure. yo, I survive Hunter Hunter with my boy. Dude, it is. Like we're yeah. we're getting the going and kilo of dude, tattoos, dude. 100%. <laughs> I feel like we must. It's it was a trial. It was, <laughs> it was, it was literally like we went through this crucible yeah, dude. of Hunter Hunter. And like <laughs> the likes of which has not been seen since I've decided to not attempt <laughs> one piece. And I shall not. What? Never. Because I won't. My life might be in shambles, but it'll never be in that much chaos. Well, that's because you only do primordial forces, dude. Yo. Okay, okay. So crazy thing. Did I see something or am I bullshitting that there is like a god of light that is coming to fight Null? Oh, I have no idea. Because I saw that in like a CBR thing and I was like, I, I can't. I can't. Like, I know it's bullshit, <laughs> but I can't, dude. Like, because it's, it's like, it's a really logical thing. Like, you have to be fucking smart to know that, like, if you have a god of dark, then a god of light is probably going to be the thing to defeat it or some manifestation of light. Fucking, you know, <laughs> big terms, primordial forces. Snyder literally dipped Wonder Woman in gold and said, right? this, is, this is how I'm ending this bad boy. Literally, <laughs> literally. Give her the chainsaw. And we still got to do that. Oh, yeah, we do. That's so true. We need to do just a death metal day. Yeah, seriously. Because that, I mean, the implications of that are now kind of being seen yep. with Infinite Frontier. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. I'm okay with letting it have uh, letting it rock for a little bit and yeah. now getting into it. But, for sure. But yeah. <laughs> Holy See, smoke. Episode 28, When They're Dead. Oh, still amazing. What a series. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are they in that? Dude, they're on five the- and they're just in the, and they're just in the ship. They're okay. still in the ship. It's crazy how the, the they're just in the ship. <laughs> They've been there, I don't know, maybe hours? Just in the ship. And there's fucking five issues of this in the ship. And <laughs> and I'm still just like there. Nice. Like they, they're going they're doing a little time skipping. Yeah. They're like talking about the past, filling in some of the characters on the ship, filling in the past uh for this guy, like with his his parents, and the situation with ooh, I can't remember the lady the the person who's like pursuing them, the right, lawman. Right. Um but yeah, out of that, they just in the ship. Trying to find God, dude. That's some. Sometimes that's how I be, and I love it. I don't know how I can love it so much. It reminds me of Mad Max. Where I'm like, yeah, this is two chases. Well, because I was gonna say, it almost sounds like a fucking like like actual pirate story. It kind of has that vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just like on like 
a different kind of ship. Dude, the energy <laughs> in it is so much like the let's set out on this ocean. We don't know if the world is flat or round. Right. We also don't know if there are monsters. Right. But we, like, like we're just gonna try our yeah. best. There might be other pirates. There could be a new land. Oh, yeah. There could be a fucking megalodon. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> all we know is there's some crazy shit, and we only find that shit when it's dead. So, great premise. There Still a go. great book. Um, this next one. Let's see. Oh yeah, this is when DC announced. The future state stuff. Oh, God. It's all happening. We're Probably why up. I titled this Big Slam Move because there was nothing <laughs> <laughs> future state worthy to title this with. Big old nothing burger. Unlike the next episode, <laughs> episode 30, Murder Party Changed My Life. What a classic. Our Halloween's the special. Oh, that's that was fun. Oh, that's when Sean Connery passed away. Bummer. Oh, yeah. Wow. But yeah, doing the uh, doing the dive with some spooky recommendations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different comic books, books, movies, and all yep. that. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun one. We definitely got to get ones. we got to get more into our, our pop culture bay. You yeah, know? I agree. We got to let the people know. You know, obviously we do the comic book thing. That's very much, very obvious. But like we <laughs> we we engage we a <laughs> with a lot of things at a, at a very high level as well. Oh yeah, we are those kind of people. Yeah, we we consume. <laughs> <laughs> Almost endlessly. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, episode 31. Oh, that was Three Jokers 3 as well. That was the ending of Three Jokers. Was it really? Wow. It's almost funny how we talked about the beginning of Three Jokers at and the start barely, of this. Yeah, and dude. almost didn't mention it at all. <laughs> yup. God, that was November. Crazy. Uh, and this is, was this, uh... oh yeah, it's when we had Bethany on and we did our uh, presidential cabinets. That was a fun one. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah. I like the presidential cabinet one. Again, the themed stuff. Maybe we should do a. No, nah, never mind. I was like St. Patrick's Day thing. Maybe we could do a Green Lantern thing. Well, for St. Patrick's Day, which is this, would be this one. I guess. Well, I was about to say. I feel like you're about to do that anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> we kind of are. I was about to say in a lot of ways. Like I'll definitely put that in the hashtag yep. for the post. And then in so many ways, what? This is nothing to do with Green Lantern, really. So stick tuned for that. Gosh, in so many ways. God. Gosh, in so many ways, what is Alan Moore thankful for? Ah, uh, comic books. Nice, the- <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was yeah. there. We lived it. Well, I was that obviously was a yeah a Thanksgiving episode where we went around and talked about uh, who uh, different people in the comic book sphere were thankful for, whether it be fictional or <laughs> real people. <laughs> dude, anytime I get a chance to take the piss out of Alan Moore, I'll do it. You don't get to be that fucking smart. <laughs> And just walk around, right? Yeah, dude. To I'm gonna make fun of you. Dude, I will. Guy. I will mock you, <laughs> nerd, with your big brain, your juicy brain. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun issue. Gosh, that was doing the doing the who would what be thankful for was was a lot of fun. Yeah. God help me, and that was punchline too. That was the punchline number one. Oh wow, yeah. There we go. Talking about characters, longevity. Well, yeah, she's here at least for now. Episode 13. I forgot An- about Paul Rudd. Another game show one. This is, this was, this is also one of those <laughs> ones where I was like, all right, dude, we got it. This is, yeah. we, we, we got it. Whatever this is we're doing here, we're doing it right. Yeah, dude. This was, this was really fun to just like you and me do like the hosting for, yes. to run all the games. We have three people who probably shouldn't be in front of a microphone <laughs> ever. But they all were having such a good time. You oh yeah! Like it was just, it was just great. And we're so thankful for them coming out and doing everything. But oh yeah, they did fantastic. That was that was a lot of fun. So much. Fun. And it's definitely like 
that was, I think, another moment where I was like, man, I really hope that this all the COVID stuff ends soon because we could just like, if we could take this to the people, dog, if we could go to the bins and with a Zoom recorder and be like, who's your favorite comic book character and why? And just get the weird people giving weird responses. You're right. Huge. Gosh. So I'm trying to look at the some of the books here. Oh wow, this is <gasps> this was the end of Suicide Squad, Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad. Oh. And I think this was around the time. Yep, this was around the time that DC started announcing all the books that that, that they were canceling. JLO. That's right. Uh, Constantine. Sad. Suicide Squad. I'm sorry. It was. It ended at at eleven. Yeah. Right. right. Crazy, and we're full swing Joker War, Batman 103. Oh, wow, you're right. Yep, good lord. Oh, this is also Mando. when uh, Detective Comics broke another record for the first, uh, the, the sold that's uh, right. 1.5 million dollars. That's right. Wow, to interesting kind of adjacent that with the uh, crypto selling of Batman yeah. sculptures now, right? <laughs> Hold the phone, okay? Uh oh, I forgot <laughs> where the fuck is Exo Man, Exo Man of War 3. This was Exo Man of War 2. It finally came out. You're right. This was in where, December. Where <laughs> is the third Exo Man of War? It took like a year to get the second one. Well, maybe it's coming out. Uh, maybe it's quarterly. <laughs> I'm about to be quarterly, dude. Nice. I'm about to be quarterly. Whatever that means. Nice. Tell us in the comments. What does a topa mean? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if I had any clue, we would be talking so much about tulpas. <laughs> I would have never started this. Well, dude, that was, you know, it's so funny because doing the pod, reading all the books that we're reading, especially like the indie stuff. And mm-hmm. I think, I think we probably have, and obviously this is completely biased, but I think we probably have the best mix of indie and superhero stuff. Oh, probably. That we both read like simultaneously. So when we do see like stuff crossing over, like I'm kind of like alluding to the concepts because sometimes they're the same creators mm-hmm. kind of working with the same kind of yeah. <laughs> the same kind of sauce with a, with a different different energy. Absolutely, dude. Like this, like right now, when the year of the Tulpa. And before that, it was <laughs> God help us. And before that, it was like the the comic book inside the comic book thing. Sure, you know what I mean. Like we're reading the thing inside the thing, and now the thing is in is here now. Like yep. how does how is that going to work with this? That's so funny, man. The year of the Tulpa. That book's still good as hell. Oh, Department uh, of Truth. Oh, absolutely. It's so good. Fantastic. But yeah, it's you know what I think that it's actually like you said. First of all. Any person could pick any of these episodes and probably find at least one book yes. out of the ones we read that 100%. they would like, which I think is really good. That's a success on both of us. Yeah, I would so agree. Good, good work there. Yeah. The second thing is, I think you actually touched on a much larger idea of like tapping into the zeitgeist, and mm. that's where we've been throwing on a lot lately too. True. But like literally, that spirit of the times. Where everyone is obsessed with tulpas, and like, what is the, what does that mean? Like, right. what are we actually trying to talk about here? And I think it's the everyone's obsessed with like the truth. Yeah. And like for the first time in a long time, we all question like the factual nature of existence. At the same time, yeah. Like that's crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. we used to do that, really. It's true. Yeah. You know, we haven't done that for a minute. Right. Right. So last time we do that, we we're setting people on fire. And <laughs> I, was, shit. I was about to say, yeah. So, you know, but like. It's. I think that we have, thanks to doing this podcast and thanks to looking at so many different things, we kind of like t- 
tap into larger ideas that are that creative forces are all seeing and want to pursue right you know and whether that's from reading each other's work mm -hmm. or like i said like having just exposure to what's currently around us right it's kind of interesting to see that yeah so suck on that i guess speaking of sucking on that the return the Yo. dramatic return after <laughs> after above a big old fairly yeah. long yeah. hiatus yeah came back with episode 35 featuring Katie who refused to let us bear the lead yeah, will right. ne never let her let her forget about it ridiculous good to have her on board oh, and yeah. yeah beyond that i mean it was kind of like what else do we have there oh the linear verse linear verse oh the we had a wandavision pop off oh <laughs> god yeah okay definitely need to do a a pop off, a pop off thing, a yeah. compilation of pop offs. Yeah. Definitely got to get that. Yeah, that wouldn't even be too hard. I can do that. Um, <laughs> Shouldn't even be too hard. But yeah, that was uh, that was good. It was good to be back in. I missed it. Missed yeah, it a lot for sure. So it was it was good to start up and and get moving again. Number thirty six. I as you can see, my old habits have come back to me. Forgot the timestamp. <laughs> it's okay. On bold and terrible. Wonderful. <laughs> bold and terrible. What the hell was that context? Gosh, it's so funny because if I had the timestamps, I could probably remember. Probably, yeah, dude. <laughs> bold and, and terrible. It's worse because I feel like I'm bold. You said it. it. You knew. You 100% said it. You said something was. Shit. It was. You said bold, bold and terrible. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my delivery. That's, this is the cadence of my speech. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, that was about. yeah, and we had Camille on for that too. That was yep. a lot of fun because this was a woman's day thing, right? Was or is that the next one? That's the next one. Oh, that is the next one. Yeah, okay, that's, the last yeah, that's one we did. synergy. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, they asked, why do you guys keep saying synergy? And we we're like, why don't you see all the synergy? I want to <laughs> say this is a real, this is going to be a hard one for me. But <laughs> I would like to do the synergy compilation. Oh, that's that's too much. It might be a lot. Might have to put Luke on that. Might have to pay Luke. For that. <laughs> might have to pay Luke. Like, hey, man, that. you if you want to, you know, get these together or flag them for me and I'll go through and I'll do it myself. <laughs> but yeah, dude, we say that word a lot. But like you said, they keep we have to keep saying it because they keep doing it, dude. Like they I'm, won't stop. I got the the new issue with of Justice League, new Bendis, new story Bendis. arc, and what comes out tomorrow? The goddamn Snyder Cut. Yep. Tell me, it's all oh, <laughs> come no, on, dude. There are no accidents in corporate America. Like <laughs> fact, huge fact. But it yeah. almost feels like the whole future state thing was a pause until the Snyder Cut came out, oh. so we can see what the what the people were saying, so we can know how else to sell them the Justice League for the oh. rest of the year. Oh, <laughs> big Department of Truth, <laughs> Charlemagne <laughs> fake <laughs> level conspiracies <laughs> being thrown around here. Future state buying time. I'm saying we Snyder we cut. skipped those two months of this oh. year, <laughs> dude. I can't the, prove the it. Cut came out. I really can't prove it. I have the, the future state books are the only thing I know that right. exists that make sure that there's those time the, the, the sacred text. <laughs> Not the sacred text. Yeah, um, but having Katie and Camille on was fun. Definitely, I think it's it's easy to say that a lot of um, a lot of highlights outside of just us getting like nitty gritty with shit yeah. is like when we can bring on people who are comic savvy and not comic savvy for and sure stuff like that. So that's definitely something we should try to keep in mind yeah. moving forward. Too. Definitely got to branch out more. Uh, shout guests. out to comics books, uh, comics books, comic books matter. Yeah. Uh, the podcast definitely want to link up with them. Shown and flop. Definitely got to link up with them. Yeah. Um, and some other creators and uh, accounts that we've been talking to on the socials that we want to link up with. Definitely going to yeah. start doing that. Just had to get back into the groove of things. Yes. You know, this is only, I only, 
third episode of back. the yeah, yeah the, the new break. year and our first first last last episode of the first season last first episode of the first season is that what we want to call this yeah let's yeah, let's do it that way yeah. okay so every last episode will be the 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 recap the recap perfect the typical shonen i was about to say exactly recap. you guys can skip this if you've been paying attention <laughs> dude you're, you're absolutely <laughs> you're really right good. you're the you're the you're wrong for listening yeah. to this <laughs> <laughs> we told uh, you what this was gonna be yeah dude that's on you fair listener <laughs> Wow, we, that we, was fun. We that appreciate was good. you. That was a lot of fun. And you know what? Also, we got to thank the listeners. I was for just being here for a year. I dude. was about to say the same thing, dude. Like, Easy. shout out to everybody's been rocking with us. I'm going to steal something from the Joe Budden podcast. Shout Yo. out to the first time listeners. Shout out to the last time listeners. Someone's, someone's probably out there saying, you know what? A year of this, and these Crash. motherfuckers are talking about the same shit. <laughs> Literally, man. Well, they keep giving us the same shit, and so we're just going to have to keep talking about it oh, until they'll give me the Nooks, an Animal Man movie, I'll, you know? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Then I'll talk about that. But until then, I'll never I'll never stop. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. keep on comic book. Oh, for sure. Nerds. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Speaking of comic books. Yeah, it seems perfect. Right into the comic book review. Oh, gosh. How do you, you want to do this? Oh, I have the worst one. Mine is terrible. <laughs> As you can see by the, the stack, which yeah, is it's a, it's a dense. Lot. Well, how many and DC books you got? All of them? So many. <laughs> They're all DC books. And I'll, t- and I, I'll explain my logic. Okay. Um, I suck. <laughs> Start. Fact. Huge fact. Um, this is all three of the past Green Lanterns that I haven't talked about oh, yet. Oh, wow. Okay. And <laughs> all four of the past Rorschach. Jesus. So about. you're only talking about two books. Uh, well, two series. Well... And I just want to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> people, I'd be like, "Where's Batman?" Okay. We got it. Don't worry about it. Okay, so but I'm not gonna go in. I'm not gonna do every book. Dude, I'm gonna do quick, 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 and then yeah. the most. And then I'm probably gonna do a deep dive in the recent ones because yeah. the recent ones are good. I want to give G- GL a proper send off. Okay, and then Rorschach is really heating up. Okay, so how about you? All right, so I I have one DC book. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so I was Balance. thinking. I do mine, you do... Oh, wait, maybe you should do... You want to do Joker first? Sure. And I'll do Wonder Woman, and then you can get into the... That sounds like a plan. The spiel. Yeah, there's a whole there's the a whole spiel. <laughs> so, we've got the much-anticipated DC Presents Infinite <laughs> Frontier, Tinian March, Prianto, the Joker, also featuring Punchline. <laughs> uh, and who doesn't... Who isn't excited for this, right? Well, we've said those words so many times. Wow, we really have. <laughs> so, uh... The biggest surprise about this book is that two-thirds of it, which is technically more like 80% of it, right. is really quite good. Okay. And you want to know why? It's because it's got dick to do with the Joker. <laughs> nice. It's all about... Punchline? You're a damn oh. good man, Jim Gordon. You're nice. a damn good cop. <laughs> so, nice. it's easy to just be like, this is a Joker book. Right. We're going to do Joker book, Joker things. Actually, as a throwback, one of the things we said in the Joker um, anniversary yeah. book was talking about Tinian, or not Tinian, talking about Snyder's mm. um, contribution, okay. which was the story about uh, I think it was a cop, it was it was or a psychologist 
who had been haunted by his memories oh, of, of the Joker right. and how the Joker was trying to play on them. Right. And so the whole story was basically being told from the first person of this man talking about his memories yeah. and how they coalesce into his current life and his fears and how the Joker has become this this convoluted piece of his existence. Mm. That is exactly oh, wow. what this book is. Damn. But it's Jim Gordon. Okay, well, that's sick. And it was actually really good. Um, I was ready to hate this, but I couldn't <laughs> out the gate because they have just sad, drunk Jim Gordon. Fuck yeah, And dude. I can't hate sad, drunk Jim Gordon. Well, God, this is so funny because this isn't obviously nowhere near the same creative team, but this is a throwback to our creative team episode when I was like, I would really love a Jim Gordon book where yep. it's like Jim Gordon is Jack Bauer in 24. Dude, and it's crazy <laughs> because this whole thing goes in such a direction and it somehow ends up almost as Jim Gordon is Jack Bauer in 24. <laughs> Let's go. That sounds great. Even crazier though. So it starts off we have <laughs> we have a it's it's almost eerie how similar it is to that Snyder story where we have mm. Jim talking about a previous cop he had worked with in Chicago okay. asking right before he was going to leave to Gotham. Mm. Asking about what his boogeyman is. And okay. of course you can probably infer when the cop says boogeyman, it's the person that you can't get out of your head. Right. And his is is this guy who he never caught who's eating the face off of a seventeen year old girl in front of him. Jesus. And offered him a piece of her face. And then he just booked it out the door and they never caught him. Oh my this isn't the Joker book? This is like the <laughs> this is the prologue. This, this is the, the first prologue. this is the beginning of it. With Tinian and, and Gillum Marsh crushing it. Yo, I also but, had um, a Gillum Marsh book over here, actually. Fantastic. <laughs> Dude, he was great on this. But, um, but yeah, so, and then who is the joke? Who is Gordon's boogeyman? Obviously. Who is everyone's boogeyman in of Gotham? Course. Really, you know? It's the Joker, duh. And so you can see all this, these texts here, all like the yellowish boxes. It's inner narrative. Gordon inner narrative. Going through it, giving us a little bit of the post, they call it. A day or a day is the ah, joke. Okay. The Arkham day, Gosh. right? Gosh. <laughs> um, Bane has been essentially almost deified in Little Santa Prisca, another like the smaller. Like, oh, so they're gonna Caribbean keep this areas. going. Yeah, and <laughs> even even um, even Gordon is. Out of all says, out of all the presumed dead, I believe in his death the least. Okay, gotcha, perfect. I asked the city coroner to examine his body, and he denied him the opportunity. Interesting. Perfect. So, but one thing that was also interesting, and I, I'm I'm gonna do bigger strokes for most of this, but okay. one of the people that was presumed dead, Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow. Yeah. Huh. But they believe he is dead, and we know for a goddamn fact, Scarecrow is not dead. Well, maybe Very that's not active. John Crane. Exactly. What, but what's the larger plan here? I mean, we know that the A-Day stuff they were talking about, that's kind of the impetus for the magistrate right. to release its, you know, cyberpunk 2077 level <laughs> super cops. Right, right, right. So, like, would they kill all these people to just do that? Is that what it is? I mean, like, hundreds, of, like, 500 people, I think it said, died in. Right. Like, it's a huge that's thing. A lot. Yeah. And they're, they're attributing it to the Joker. And so... This is mainly Gordon going through the streets of Gotham. Everybody loves Punch, Punchline, Big Titty Goth Girlfriend. Of course. Doing the whole thing, playing the system great. Everyone's got the Save Punchline shirts, free Punchline shirts. Amazing. I want a free Punchline shirt. It, they did it. <laughs> they, they got did. it. They're and then Gordon sick. shows off a little bit of his Jack Bauer by disarming a, a street tough that's trying to take a, a purse from a woman. Fuck yeah. But mainly it's him just dealing with the impact. Look at this great splash. Oh wow, dude! Of that's Gordon at his son's grave, gnarly, with the Joker monster above it. That's terrifying. Actually. But this is when it takes the hard turn from sad Jim Gordon walking through dying Gotham, and becomes 
what this book is probably going to be about. Maybe, hopefully. Uh, a strange woman picks him up in a fancy car. She's got a huge behemoth of a man accompanying her. <gasps> they take him to this beautiful estate. And she starts to detail stuff about the Joker. And show, even showing him pictures of the Joker taken in Belize. Pictures that not even Batman has. Who is this woman? Who is this giant monolithic man with a wrinkly face? He's, he looks like, um, what's his name, Mr. X from uh, from Resident Evil 2. <laughs> nice. This huge dude in yeah, a trench coat. Nice, dude. That's, that's like it, down to the T. Like, you, look at him back there. No, you're right. That's Terrifying. Very oh, close. <laughs> almost looks like Grundy, actually. Right? Anyway. Um, so she goes through the whole shtick. You know, almost killed your daughter, was essential in the death of your son. You know, war criminal, monster, terrorist, mass murderer. You're the boogeyman. Hits. Yeah. It's like... We we want to take care of this. Who is we? Who are you? We're not sure yet. But they want to hire Jim Gordon to find this man. Jim Gordon's like, excuse me? What? He wants to retire. He has no money. Cop mm. salary is non-existent, especially clean cop. God damn it. So they offer him $2.5 million. Oh, $25 million. <laughs> and he's like, all I got to do is find and arrest the Joker for $25 million? She goes, find and kill the Joker. Yep. Whoa. Jim's like, you're. I'm the police commissioner. Like you can't, I, or the ex police commissioner. You can't even do this. Like you can't proposition me to murder yeah, someone. Right. And she's like, I'm not propositioning to do anything. Really. I'm just saying, if this happens, we'll pay you, and we'll give you anything you need to facilitate the killing of the of the Joker. And then we cut to Belize, and we have a series of nice little panels while he's while we're getting um the narration from Gordon, okay. and then we see the Joker holding. In Belize, holding nice. the, the newspaper. Yeah. And he says, oh, this is about to get very interesting, isn't it? So the implication, which I think all of us found a little bit incredulous, that the Joker so quickly had another attack, it's all but been dismissed. Like, the Joker was almost certainly in Belize the entire time. No one desired to do this. No real... It doesn't seem like a joke. Why would Joker kill... He had an op- he had an opportunity to kill Bane yeah. earlier. 100%. It was a Joker anniversary, right? right. And he can kill all these people whenever he wants to. But that's just not like a Joker thing. There's no like, there's no larger plan here. I know that the Joker rarely has a larger plan, but he usually does. Right. It's just that the plan isn't always what other people would want it to be. It's right. not like a, here's how I control Gotham. It's not how I make millions. It's not all this stuff. It's just facilitating his brand of chaos. Right. This this murder, this is mass murder in, a, in Arkham, is nothing like what Joker would usually do. Right. People think, oh, he's a crazed killer. He's just going to murder people. There's no reason beyond that. But that's like, right. it's not. There's like a method here right. to the way he functions. And this is just vindication of that. Right. Like, clearly the Joker doesn't believe. I mean, clearly the Joker didn't do this. He's, yeah. Something, and this something's is, going this is Tinian locking that in. Right. Now, the rest of this is no. We're not going to even bother talking about it. Really? It's, it's, who, who wrote this? Would the Titan also write this? No. It's Sam Johns. Well, Tinian's a little bit, but it's mainly Sam Johns and uh, Mirka and Dolfo. Okay. And it's literally the continuation of... Of the fucking podcast thing? Of the pod... Well, even worse. It's with <laughs> Blue Jay dealing with... Dealing with... Um, Punchline and how everyone likes Punchline and Punchline's doing well in prison and, and Punchline this, is, this and Punchline that and Blue Jay's little brother also likes Punchline and everyone's got little clown makeup on their cheeks and shit. Oh, I remember. So out, yeah. So Blue Jay's going to try to like dismantle Punchline um, and that's it. And 
it wasn't worth it. Wow. At the end. We got to see Punchline take on a, the Queen of Spades from the Royal Flush Gang in prison. What? And I was like, what? What? But that was the highlight of that moment. Um, no offense to any of that creative team. The art was pretty cool. Um, it's kind of hard to follow up Gilliam March. I mean, you saw yeah, the, the looked, art. It was just bonkers in this book. Dude, if you think that's bonkers, you should see the the one I got over here that he wrote I Andrew. would love to see that. But oh, yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of it. Now retrospective larger thing here right analysis if this continues to be james gordon needs to kill the joker and should kill the joker and no one else is more deserving to kill the joker than jim gordon but he can't do it because he's a good man damn it you know while also seeing the joker kind of i don't know what what tinian wants to do with the joker right i mean the book's called the joker for god's it's sake it's interesting so it's got to be there's going to be more about him but right. like what do you want to do because well, this story about jim is so good well i think this is the you can't call the book jim gordon that um, that's fair you can't that's say fair. this is jim gordon issue one i think we experienced that well i'm not I don't, I don't know how the book sold, if I'm being completely honest. Sure. But books like uh, Lois Lane and Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which were right. fantastic, some of the best Critically books DC loved. were putting yeah. out at the time, I don't know if those were selling as much because, like I said, the names are on them. But now if I make this Jim Gordon story and yeah. slap Joker number one on it, yeah. I get to tell my story. It's badass. People are going to fucking dig it. But way more people picked it up because it doesn't say <laughs> Jim, Jim Gordon, Gordon number one. You're so right. I just... <sighs> I really and it's funny because I'm hoping against what it should be. Like right. what it is is amazing. Right. And I want what it is to continue. I want this Gordon on the edge, Jack Bauer hunts a down of fucking terrorist in Belize mm -hmm. style Jim Gordon story where he's at the end of his rope, his daughter doesn't need him, son's dead, city's kind of behind him, Batman even is moving forward, you know? Like mm -hmm. everything's kind of moving on, but he is still haunted by this boogeyman. Oh, by the way, the old cop who uh, lived in Chicago, who was, like, warning him about that stuff. Mm -hmm. A couple weeks after Jim became um, commissioner, he killed himself because he could never catch the face eater guy. Whoa. Right? Dark. Whoa. And so that's 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 Jim. Jim's like, am I going to end up like this right. man? It's his fear case. It's his fear case. And he has to, what's he going to do? Is he right. going to live off of nothing and die in Gotham in an apartment? Right. Or is he going to try to... Fight his boogeyman, solve his problems, face his fears, and walk away making mad bank. Right. It's all there. Man, all he has to do is just break. Just facilitate his... the killing of the yep. Joker. Yep. So. Wow. If he keeps doing that, I'm all on board. Wow. That's uh, Maybe that might be a similar theme with some of these uh, Infinite Frontier stuff because that's also kind of how I feel about uh, Wonder Woman number 770. <laughs> Yo. Right? This sounds funny to say. It is funny to say. And this one's by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan, art by Travis Moore, and the colors by Tamara Von Villain. Nice. No, this book looks fantastic. Look at this quick oh, shot. Wow. Diana just, yeah, the Travis Moore crushes this, dude. Wow, look at that handsome buck. This is honestly some of the best, like, Wonder Woman art I've seen in a in a minute. Like, this is some, this is some pretty solid, solid stuff, just like yeah. in, the, in the regular continuity, I mean. After the events of <laughs> <laughs> Dark Knight's metal, uh, death metal number seven. Right. She's made her choice. Right. She's made her choice. Diana wakes up in Asgard. 
as anyone would, wakes up in Asgard with no real kind of an inkling of who she is. She knows she's Wonder Woman, but we're doing the thing. She's been depowered. Uh, Classic. We all felt that coming after, you know, being dipped in gold and by, you know, fighting the darkest entity in the, <laughs> in the cosmos. One of the most powerful beings that ever existed. Right. Gotta, gotta bring that all the way back down, which like I said, I knew it was gonna happen, so we're gonna have to get through that part of it. But enough of this was what I, I kind of ignored that because a, a lot of this I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, this is Becky Cloonan. Yep, Becky Cloonan uh, and Mike Conrad. Okay, uh, who I th- who I think have done other things before, but the main thing here is she's doing the 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 D and D live die (laughs) live again thing right now so she's in asgard she's she met up with siegfried and siegfried's like oh i was a great warrior you know over my time and i came in asgard and now you're here and we're all great warriors from the past who have died and this this is our thing this is what we do we fight in asgard and then we die we go to valhalla we drink the mead we party we wake up in asgard Fight again, yep. die, go to Vikings. <laughs> Dude, they, the Vikings had their shit figured out. And Diana's like, this is pretty sick. Yeah, this is- <laughs> there we go. That's my girl. Like, she was like kind of confused. Like, you know, where am I? I'm Wonder yeah. Woman. Why did I get cut? Why am I bleeding? Like, the first time she died, she was like, whoa. I'm not supposed to do that. That's not <laughs> that's not something that, uh, that I do. That's actually a pretty uh, intense shot of her just getting her... I mean, they don't show it, obviously, but at the bottom there, her head about Whoa. to get lopped off. Yeah. So that's how she dies the first time. And like we do that a couple times. And in between that, we have uh, her getting this image. So I loved and hated this. I hated it because they quite literally just reuse these images. So as you see this, the black and white right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But like, I, I guess I, I get the the choice to do so because it's like her having like the same right. vision. The power of repetition. Right. Exactly. Sure. Um, but it's a person flying towards her, essentially saying, like, you know, snap out of it, like, come to, like, this isn't you. And she's like, at first, she's like, you're right, this isn't me, but how do I get back? But then she's like, maybe this is me. This is kind of cool. Like, this is like this is what I'm kind of into. And then she's like, I don't know what to fucking <laughs> believe anymore at this point, because we get to a point in the book where Siegfried dies. Okay. She, and obviously, Wonder Woman dies as well. She wakes up. Siegfried's not there. Ooh, not in not in Valhalla. So she's like, "Yeah, where's where's my boy?" And everyone's like, "Oh, he might he might still be out there." You know, you check. Did he, did he die? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so she literally goes to check the battlefield to see if his body's still out there, uh, with the help of a squirrel that she. <laughs> I'm assuming that's Ratatotska, who is the the Norse god that. Delivers messages between the between the worlds, the nine worlds held up by um, Yggdrasil. If not, then that's a really that's quite a coincidence for the squirrel in the middle of our Norse mythology. But I don't know if it says it about it. I think that that might just be the implication of it. I don't, I don't, I don't think it says its name. That those fuckers, they just hijacked it. No, you're right. Oh, it is. Okay, well, cool. Yggdrasil. Uh, yes, Yggdrasil yep. is the yeah the world tree. Yep. Hell yeah. Oh wait, I thought it was the name of the thing. No, Ratatotsker is the name. Oh, of the, it just of the name of the, the world tree. that climbs. The, it's a messenger of the gods. It well, goes between the branches. This is Idrisil, and the squirrel is straight up climbing then, in the tree, it. talking to Diana. Hey, okay. we did it. Well, there you go. Thanks, Neil Gaiman. I'm just kidding. I knew that. But anyway, um, very cool. Very yep. cool. Um, so it ends with her finding Siegfried's body, but it seems that he's like kind of. 
Like altered? Like life, like yeah, definitely altered. Oh, kind of lifeless, taken over, if you will. And as I, I, I'm assuming, obviously, the next part is going to be her investigating, like, what happens when you don't die, die? Like, what happens when you're in purgatory in this world? Because that seems to right. be happening to Siegfried. Because she was, she was a fan of doing, like, the whole, like, you know, die, live, die again. I'm a warrior. Like, I ha- I did my thing. Yeah, yeah. I was Wonder Woman. I fucking, I fucking saved the universe. Like, this yeah, is literally. What, this is my reward. This is what people like me get, get to do. This is yeah. what we do now. But then she's like, nah, this is... I'm Wonder Woman. I'm not Siegfried. I'm not Thor. I'm yeah. not these these mythological characters. I'm part of these myths in a, in a in in a comic book sense like like that. But I, at the end of the day, I am Wonder Woman. I have to live on. I got to get back because this isn't mm. where I'm supposed to be. So that's kind of how this ends. Interesting. This is such a good choice, and I don't want to say that we literally ask for this. Yeah. <laughs> and we had asked yeah. for this, and I'm so glad to see her back. No. Interacting with mythologies and great. stuff, so I'm glad to hear it's good. Thor shows up in this. Oh, love it! Literally, Thor shows up and it looks nothing like you know Marvel's Thor, which is good. funny. He's got, he got a red beard. He's red haired. Yep. Yes, that's how he's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, ah. fuck you, <laughs> Marvel. We got the can- yeah. canonic Thor in here. Red haired Thor is the true god. Well, he gets slapped. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in the back of this, much like Joker, was a uh. story that. I didn't <laughs> really care about. Um, but Jordi Belair wrote it. Oh, cool. Which was interesting. And uh, let's see who was on the art. Paulina Gonchua with a Kindle Good on the colors. And like it was it was a fun, it was a uh, young Diana story. It's you know, one of those she's like, Oh, you know, I'm a child, I'm the only kid here. You guys are so much older than me. I want I wanna be a woman. I wanna I wanna do the things. I wanna climb right, to the right. highest points and see the see the stuff. Throw the things. And they're like, you know what, Diana, you're right. It's time. It's time for you to learn and see all the things. But before we let you, you know, project forward, you gotta learn the past. So I, I, I'm assuming this is about to be like an anthology series, an Amazon anthology series in the back of um, of Wonder Woman, hmm. I assume. That could be cool. Could be cool. So I'm interested, I'm interested on both sides. Obviously, the first side, because of the story in general. It's tight. Um, it's just a sick Wonder Woman story to, to fucking throw her into. I'm like, why yeah. the fuck? This, literally, like we said, this is what she should be doing. Straight up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in the back, like you said, uh, the implications potentially could be uh, could be worthwhile for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, here we go. Let's dive in. What are you going? What are you going to do first? Let's do GL. Going to do GL? I figured yeah. you do Rorschach first. You think? Well, and then you think, we'll, oh yeah, you know because GL is ending. Let's end with GL. Yeah, you're right. All right, Rorschach. So. Not about Rorschach. Perfect. Or is it nice? That's it. All right, what do you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, kind of seriously, though. So, Tom King, Jorge Fornes, or Fornes, sorry, and Dave Stewart bringing you a book that, once again, may or may not be about the character on the front of the book. So, um, quick, quick recap. In the middle of the presidential election, yes. we know that this is post Watchmen by a good chunk. Right. I want to say, I think it actually says in one of these, it's 2016. I think you, I think I remember um, that as well. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a while, you know, um, heroes are gone. As far as we know it, Keen act is still in swing. So right. no, uh, no capes. Right. And we're following the story of this investigator who is looking into the attempted and, but foiled assassination attempt 
of one of two presidential candidates. So, and this is whose name is Turley, I believe. There's Turley and there's Redford. Redford is the incumbent. Right. He's already been president for four terms. Four terms, not years, because hey oh, that's hey Watchmen universe. Right. And um, <laughs> just like Nixon with four terms. And so he is the incumbent. He is he is central left as he is described in the book, and um, are and Turley is trying to overthrow him. But these two, this pair of people, a woman who is dressed up as a cowgirl right. with a Lone Ranger style mask and hat combo, and then a man who what we'd find out is Will Myerson, um, probably. Who is nice. an old man who is a comic book artist who also, for some reason, has Rorschach's fingerprints. Just in case. Has, um, oh, shit. What's Rorschach's real name? Kovacs. Walter, Walter Kovacs. Kovacs. Nice, nice. Good <laughs> job, dude. So he has Walter Kovacs' um, fingerprints. Yeah. What the shit? Weird. Very strange. And so our man is looking into this, and things are kind of just getting weirder and weirder. He's turning up. So far, he's doing the awesome detective thing. And this is by the way, this is really what this book is. is a great detective story. Nice. Um, following a lead character, as he is going through, who who are these people like, and what brought them to the point where they are attempting this assassination? Mm-hmm. And this very strange assassination that has some strange things going around it. Not only it was foiled, sure, but the time frame it was foiled in, the force that was used to execute and stop it, everything is just strange okay. about it. Um, and it's right at the peak of this uh, presidential um, election right. season, this campaign. So three, in short terms, is about the kid, as they call her. Okay. Um, the kid is the blonde woman who was attempting to shoot Turley. Um, her real name is, I want to say it's Cass. Perfect. I know, right? Um, typical. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, it's Laura. Sorry, it's Laura. Um, okay. There's a character named Cass later that's very similar looking. So, and it goes over how her whole backstory. So, long story short, is her dad was a prepper, terrified of the impending squid invasion. Of course, thank you, Adrian. <laughs> and um, because of that, he had basically gone insane. Right. He is. He is. The curator of this cemetery that was created because of these large mine cave-ins that occurred in wow. his tiny small town of Hannah, um, which is where our detective has been led by this. And so this whole story is him reading this diary of our girl. And so it's kind of going over her being raised from a very young age where she's being taught how to shoot. Okay. So you're picking off bottles on top of tombstones. Yeah. Um, and we find out pretty quickly that her dad is super fucked up. Um, he's got the oh wow a wall of arms in there, and yeah. he very casually mentions how he had to kill her mother because <laughs> because the squids got to her dog, the squids got to her. So this man not only believes that the squids will return, but that they are currently right altering people's minds, controlling them. Because Adrian used the whole psionic threat, right? right. Like that was right. part of it. It was like a thought bomb right. that was placed on a fake squid monster exactly so he believes and a lot of people do apparently Mm -hmm. that these this alien threat can control our minds and they are actively controlling our minds for a strength for people around us but also higher-ups in our government including of course redford right of course he is weakening our union blah 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 (laughs) typical you know people Mm -hmm. kind of hard right alt right concerns about Mm -hmm. that so he has his own little militia 
the miners militia and they go out there and they shoot holes in paper, you know, all the time. And his daughter knows how to use an assault rifle very well. And he, she has this whole just dramatic upbringing um, around these people. And while this is all happening, we're getting cool flashes of the detective as he's moving through these spaces. And we're getting also flashes to her being their the failed assassination attempt. So kind of flash forward, flash back, um, which I'm I'm assuming is supposed to be kind of the detective. This is kind of the imagery for the detective put, trying to put things together. Like we found these dead bodies of trying to with a sniper rifle, but there's a story of this little girl, you know, who was just kind of abused really and had this crazy upbringing with her dad. Right. So he's trying to make sense of all these things. So what ends up happening? Well, the dad convinces himself that because he's rereading this, the Pontius pirate books, he's rereading them. And uh, he ends up thinking, he also reading Will Myers other book about the citizen and the unthinker. Okay. And he decides that since he can't ally himself with the citizen or the unthinker, that it's too late for him and his brain's been compromised by the squids. Of course. So he has his daughter shoot him. So she kills her father. What? Yep. On the same tombstone that she was practicing her shots on. And we could see her coming back later. Rorschach there. This is her journal. So this is just the imagery of it. Right. It's very. And the only reason I mention it is because it's just so well done. Right. Um, meanwhile, this man's just been sitting in this coffee sitting in this coffee shop drinking and you can see their characters also show up next to him. He's thinking pretty hard on it, trying to put all the pieces together. And it's interesting because she actually does something I do in my diary. And a lot of people do in diaries and journals. And you wonder like who this is for really. And it talks about how she hid this, but not hid it so well. She hid it well enough so that only someone who deserved to find it would find it. Mm. And this is where things start to get really weird. So he is seeing He's hearing these things in his head, and Rorschach starts asking him what he sees, telling him he's a detective, telling him to put things together. So he is internalizing, he is imagining Rorschach speaking to him, and by Rorschach I mean Will Myerson, right. not real Rorschach. And um, and then after that, that's the book. So okay, right? Okay. So that was three. Here we go on to four quickly. This is <laughs> adult. Laura backstory pretty this much. This is adult. I thought you were saying right? this is adult content. This is people. oh, well, it is adult content. <laughs> it starts off with our man coloring in the Pontius Pirate stuff. Okay, who is our man's? He's narrating the story of how he met an older Laura. Okay, while she was doing like uh, sharpshooting essentially for like a circus. Okay, and our man's is disclosed to be the local strongman. Okay, perfect. And by strongman, I mean fucking giant human being oh my god dude is huge so he talks about how like he fell in love with her but she doesn't love him they were incredibly close friends but he didn't think there was like a, their capacity for them to be in love with each other mm -hmm. because there's nothing really special about him until he started killing people okay so sure this is all being told as our detective is interviewing this strong man okay so he starts to talk about how the single action of this man, a drunken circus performer, was talking about how he had beaten his wife to death. Very casual thing to discuss at a party, by the way. Seems to be a common theme in this book. Right? So he follows him, the drunk, and pushes him off the edge to kill him. And he kills him. You know? and okay. no one And no one ever associates the crime with him. Everyone thinks the drunk just fell off. And then later, Laura is like, they stop hanging out all together. And she comes to him. She's like, 
I know who you are. Like, why didn't you tell me who you are? And he's like, he's like, I would tell you. Like, I'm not hiding it from you. Like, I killed that guy. Like, I did it. Like, I thought it was good. I thought it was the right thing to do. I thought you would think it was the right thing to do. And she's like, I know you. Why were you lying to me? Like, why are you lying about who you are? She says, you're Rorschach. What? Excuse me? So, <laughs> very expertly told. He's he's coloring in the stuff, and he goes, oh, I messed up there. Sorry. Nice. And so he's talking about how the drawing, but obviously it's like, what's the what? The what? Right. So we see this quick thing of Rorschach taking an – like true Rorschach dealing with a costumed aggressor, unwilling to put up with the shenanigans about him putting bombs all over the city. He just takes the man and throws him down an elevator shaft. Oh, my God. Right? And then our narrator, the big boy, says he understands that that was him. And so I think that – you know, that was a story about Rorschach. And he pushed this guy over the edge. That's the same thing. And so this girl opens up the crackpotest of crackpot theories. Okay? So, like I said earlier, Keenlaw, no superheroes. Where the fuck are they? What happened to him? Well, she believes that Dr. Manhattan disappeared their physical forms and spread them across the world so that they could continue to fight against the squids without being themselves. And so you could see here as Dr. Manhattan for and it's interesting because it's not only Silk Spectre and and um and Night Owl and them, but also the comedians. Comedian. There. And Vite. And Vite. Yep. And Vite says, Hold up, don't disappear me. I'm gonna go figure this out because I'm the smartest man in the world. And so that's why we still have him, but no one else, is because our boy, Dr. Manhattan, essentially dismantled them and put them into the world, put them into people. And so he, the strong man, is Rorschach because there are enough parts of Rorschach in him. That's where it's remanifested. What? Yep. That's the her. strong man. That's her idea. The strong man, and I think she's playing. She's building it off in almost entirely the fact that he killed that guy after he beat his wife, right? Which is also, I think, actually something Rorschach does do, um, like hard canon book in the book. He talks about how he yeah. kills someone like that or whatever. Doesn't matter. So that's why she thinks he's Rorschach, and he's like, dude, I wasn't gonna tell her I'm not Rorschach. I was in love with her. And he's like, who knows? Maybe I was fucking Rorschach. Maybe I'm Rorschach right fucking now. And that's exactly the detective's reaction. Like, all right, let's keep moving. So then it goes on to talk about how, you know, he would just go around fucking murdering people, basically, as this giant man in a Rorschach outfit, which is way scarier. It's like a seven foot dude that's like 300 pounds in a Rorschach outfit. Fuck that. Like when he walks in this man's room and just grabs the vase and beats him to death with it. Like terrifying, dude. Absolutely terrifying. And he just goes on a murder spree until he gets caught by the FBI. And then we have another strange moment where he's explaining this whole story and after they shoot him up with lead they put him in the hospital and he ends up in prison and he has a moment in prison where he says I'm not in here with you you're in here with me classic a classic Rorschach line right and so now I'm like yo this girl was on something <laughs> like we don't know like what is fucking happening I mean we know right really we know that Rorschach got fucking splashed no he's gone he is yeah oh. he is non-existent oh my god Maybe that's what maybe that's, maybe that's what Tom King's saying. When maybe that's actually what happened. When he when Alan Moore made Doctor Manhattan splat Warshack, what he did mm-hmm. was sprinkle them into everywhere. Yep. Yep. What? So what if 
the rising paranoia and the violence that's been occurring in the Watchmen universe that comes to a head with the Watchmen show, what if that is somewhat brought on? And then remember the group of the, the white supremacists yeah. who all wear the Rorschach masks. I mean, what if it's more than just Rorschach's a symbol? What if it like the worst parts of Rorschach did end up in those people? Right. Right. It's, well, well, now we got to get into, is this something that Dr. Manhattan can do? Even Or, yeah, or if that's even something he can can intend to do. And she, like, it literally in here, it says how, like, he's like, oh, you know, he could do anything else. He's like, God, of course he could do something like that. And I'm like, you literally, Tom King, you knew how bullshit this was. Right. And you said it perfectly. Yep. You, mm-hmm. you, re- you immediately mm-hmm. knew I had a problem with that. But anyway, they keep talking <laughs> about it. And he finishes his drawing and asks him if he thinks it's good. Blah, blah, blah. Nice. And then there's this interesting thing where he at the end is like, look, Laura's dead. And she had a guy with her named Will Myerson. And he's fucking dead. And they're all fucking dead. So it's over. And this guy's like, no, nah, dude, that's not. that's Death won't stop Rorschach. Death didn't stop him before. It's not going to stop him now. And it's not going to stop the kid. Which is Laura's, you know, stage name or whatever, and he's like, "She'll come back. They're out there, somewhere out there." And Rorschach is out there, and he just doesn't know it yet. Rorschach is waiting, and this one's interesting because I'm on the hyper conspiracy level. This speech bubble has no line to denote who it's who is saying it. It almost is more like a thought, but. His previous thoughts have always been in a different kind of box with different mm. kind of lettering. This is almost like this ominous, mm. omnipresent voice that just existing, saying Rorschach is waiting. And that's where the book ends. I can't decide if I love or hate that. Right? Because, because one, dude, I, I know we don't we got to go through this. I know it's there's it's, that's why it sucks because there's so much. Because whether you love it or hate it, that's brilliant. Oh, yes. Like, even even the idea that Dr. Manhattan didn't kill Rorschach and did just something else. There's just something else with him. Because you can yep. you can 100% see Rorschach, not Rorschach, but Dr. Manhattan having a moment and saying, I'm not going to fucking kill Rorschach. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck Rorschach, but I'm not going to fucking kill him. Yep. Exactly. Or maybe Dr. Manhattan seeing the value in who Rorschach is as a pertinent for humanity. I mean, he could see forward and back. Well, I was going to say, that's going back into the time thing. So maybe this is beneficial. And if we're talking real fucking tinfoil hat stuff, then the way that the Watchmen series ends is essential. Yep. And if he is... It almost informs. Yes. If he really... If the idea is that he puts these parts of Rorschach into people and then some of those parts are good, some of those parts are bad, whatever... And that's what's responsible for the the white something brigade. I can't remember right. what they're called. Whatever. If that's responsible for that, which is one of the impetus for the whole show's existence, seven series, seven cavalry, yeah. and the whole series of actions that occur yeah. after it. Right. Then he knew, and he did it on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he do it on purpose, or that's just how it how it how goes? It be. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Right, that's always the wow, that's always the question with him, isn't it? It's so true. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, and I don't think he often knows. If someone knows everything, he's right. fucking never got the answers. It's true. So that was four. Here we go on five. You could probably guess already. Yes. We got Nam on the front with Doctor Manhattan and comedian on the back. We're getting so, the answers. We're getting answers to things. So here we get to actually meet with Turley, okay. the the other president, the presidential hopeful. Um. And at this point, 
Oh, there's a great little. They're at the, they're at a bar called Hollis. Nice. It's like Hollis Mason. Okay, that's sick. Um, right, right. Yeah, so I love that actually. So he's there. Our detective's there, and he's meeting with someone with a vote Turley badge, and it's we discover that it's like um, higher up in his system, his his campaign, mm-hmm. and that Turley wants to speak with him about the things he's found. Our man is trying to convince Turley that there is no plot against him that includes Redford. Turley is convinced fucking that Redford set out this assassin because he knows that Turley is turning important uh, battleground states and that his time is at a hand. And if someone doesn't kill him, then he's going to fucking take power from this man. And he thinks that Redford is, you know, like a king and a fascist and he's unwilling to relinquish his power. Jeez, and so he has so- set out people to murder him and stop him. <laughs> Right, right, and and basically our boys like none of that's true. Like everything we've found so far points to just two lone people, mm-hmm. nutcases. Yep, just a fucking fucked up girl from the middle of nowhere and an old man with a broken life, just yes. snapping, fucking shit up. Yep, you know they just snapped one day. So he goes in, and he actually um this is something that's interesting. He meets with the um, head of his security. After going through a laborious process to get there, and we discovered that the head of security for Turley was formerly in the CIA, and he was one of the first responders in the attempted assassination. So, what? Yes. So you can see him pictured here when they blew the wall open, which also was weird because they got to the, um, Whatever they got to the catwalk, yeah, quicker than they probably should have, okay. and they blew a wall open to get there, right. and then they just opened up on these people. They didn't even try to stop; they just opened. Like you can see him emptying oh, yeah. a clip out of a you know a Beretta M9 yeah. or whatever. So like he puts out a dozen shots, and right. he puts another clip in, and puts out another dozen shots. Right? That's these people insane. weren't here; they weren't here to save anyone. Right. They're here to kill someone. That's my takeaway from that. But anyway, so he meets him briefly, yeah. and then he goes in. <laughs> the first thing we get of Turley is him on the toilet. Perfect. Because, of course, right? right. You know, um, he's got the big motherfucking comedian thing in his room. And so, what's with that? Well, it well, turns out with our man uh, Johnny Turley, probably not Johnny, but Turley was in the Vietnam, dog. He was in the shit with the comedian. Yeah. And he met him once there. He's met him twice. The first time was actually in Vietnam. He had you watched the comedian save someone doing the whole superhero dash. Yeah. And he was on the boat that was supposed to take the kid back. Yeah. And he and the comedian have this whole moment essentially where they both um they both get off on the whole like killing people thing. Gotcha. Where he's like, I don't know how many people I killed, but I killed a lot of people. And the comedian's like, How many people do you think you killed? He's like, I don't know, I could I had more than one, less than ten. And the comedian's like, I can tell you exactly how many. You wanna know? And he's like, Yeah, I wanna know, tell me. He's like, Are you sure? They'll fuck you up. And he's like, I'm fucked up, dude. Bring it. I don't care. I'm here to protect my country. And the comedian smiles. He goes, not enough, my son. <gasps> Classic comedian line, Jesus. right? Jesus. And then the guy's laughing about it. He's lolling. So, turns out this guy's kind of a piece of shit. Of course. Hyper paranoid, concerned about people trying to kill him. Likes to smoke the cigarettes. And then he says that the second time he saw him was <laughs> standing outside of a whorehouse with Dr. Manhattan. What? So, the that is where the comedian. Um, I think I'm assuming this is the same whorehouse that is in the Watchmen, but that's where the comedian gets the scar on his face. Oh, when he has that whole um, the whole fight mm. with the uh, the Vietnamese woman. Gotcha. Um, 
anyway. So he was there for that. He saw that, but he didn't like see the events. He just saw the two of them outside. And then everything wraps up between the two of them. He leaves the, his contact tells him how he uh, liked him, how Turley liked him a lot. And he wants to work with him in the future. And then he walks out with the kid and Rorschach, Will Myers laughing at him in the streets. And that is five. So a little bit of character development. We're almost there. Six. Wow. Our, this is the most recent issue. Oh, shit. With Clayton Cowles doing the letter. Oh, shit. And there's a reason why. Is he even on the other one? Has he been on all of them? Or is no, it... he is not. He's literally not credited on the title on that one. And he is here. And it's big old red letters there. And it's because this one is um, told. It's framed. So Detective is reading letters. Okay. He's reading letters from Laura and Will. Oh, okay. That it goes over actually the entirety of the beginning of their relationship. Oh, wow. And okay. so these letters, which are beautifully done, I know it's going to be hard to see the letters, but um, oh, no, I can see it. these yeah. look like journal or like handwritten letters yeah. on her part. And she's writing to Will. She's like, I loved your book. I loved, um, love your work. Yeah. Really loved Citizen and Unthinker. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Just kind of on a will, on a whim, um, did it. Writes back, completely different lettering, completely yeah. different script. No. Love it. And that's I why I was it. like, who the fuck did this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he writes back and he's like, I'm really glad you like it. It's so great that I saw fans out there and fans of Unthinker and Citizen. Like, yeah. everyone likes Pontius Pirate. Nobody cares about Unthinker and Citizen. Right. So, hope you're doing well too. And so, pretty much what happens over the course of this is they continue to get closer. They start to see similarities with the brokenness of their own lifestyles and the hopelessness that they kind of feel, even though she's only 19 and right. he is an old man. Uh, eventually, she starts to tell him how screwed up things had been in his past and her past. And he starts to tell her more as well. She says that, um, you know, she loves Unthinker and Citizen. And he's like, so he it bothered him that his real, like, his greatest work was Unthinker and Citizen. He thinks that's, that's the meaningful shit that he did right. artistically. But the, all, all anyone cares about is Pontius Pirate. Right. He's like, no one cares about, you know, the superhero stuff because it's too real. Everyone only cares about the pirate stuff because it's fun fantasy, right? Mm. And that's a f- great Tom King inversion, 100%, right? Yeah. Because in this world, superheroes are real. Yeah. And so writing your book about superheroes is like writing, it's like The Wire, basically. Yeah. It's like a show about fucking, like, cops. No, 100%, criminals. yeah. So, like, him doing this real, like, like thoughtful, philosophical comic strip about a citizen is completely being missed because all yeah. people want to do is eat up the Pontius Pirate. Right. So this is our comic book author who is unappreciated for his more serious works right. because everyone only wants the big AAA, you know, Avengers and Justice League stuff. Yeah. But Avengers is a pirate this time. Yeah. They want and the I'm AAA like, indie stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Hilariously. Right. Dude, this is a man among ye. If that was <laughs> pulling $2 billion or right. whatever, you know? Um, and that was an interesting. And I was like, that really set my mind to thinking, like, who, and we've been talking about this for six issues, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is it supposed to be? Is this supposed to be the comic book industry at large? Right. Are we talking about these creators who have really amazing ideas and stories right. to, that they want to tell, philosophies they want to discuss, but all people care about is big, boom, bam, Batman? Right. Is that what he's saying? Is this a larger amorphous person or is this like a, a singular person who is known for this one work when they should really be appreciated for something else? Right. Not really sure. Right. Um, still working on that. Right. But yeah, as things go through, um, she starts, she has this whole waking dream moment where she sees, um, she's herself in a chapel praying 
to okay. a cross. Okay. And then next to her is the Rorschach mask. Yes. Um, and next to her also is the citizen. Okay. The character yep. that, that Will Myerson created. Mm-hmm. So, and he's like, he has this whole thing like, oh, you know, when I was a kid, my favorite book was Frankenstein. Nice. Um, by Mary Shelley, who was nice. only 19. It was my favorite wrote. book. Amazing book. Yeah, incredible. It's so underappreciated. Because most people think they know what Frankenstein is, and they no really idea. don't. They really don't. <laughs> but it goes into it, so you'll appreciate this. It talks about how Mary Shelley wrote it when she was 19. Super young. And she wrote it as like um, almost a dare, essentially. Yes. Um, <laughs> to write something scary mm-hmm. um, from her then. Uh, I, I don't remember if it was husband or boyfriend or someone else, Lord Byron. Like crazy level yeah. of people in this right. room. But anyway, she writes it, and... Her interpretation of it was it was a waking dream. Mm. And so these people are starting to get really close. And so um, she had never read it, Laura. She mm. goes and reads it, reads it twice, nice. loves it to death. Nice. Um, and they start to be able to understand this metaphor together right. that Will has kind of put out to her. Yeah. And so this is when she starts to really go into how fucked up her childhood was gotcha. and how she constantly lived in fear under her, her, um, her father. Yep. And this is when we have another fucked up thing. Will says... Will tells her event that he's never told anyone. Ebon, comic book and nerds. Living with his parents, how there was a brutal murder at his apartment block outside of his building. And how his dad and mom and him all heard it happening and they closed the window and just let it happen. Because his dad said that it was not our business, a problem with the city, with society, or the whole world. And all he had to worry about was ourselves. And that was the most important thing. I am a failure. Sincerely, Will. So that's how it ends. No, that, oh. no, went, no. That's halfway through it. Uh, <laughs> but that was how his letter ends. Right, to her. right. So um, while this is happening, our boy, quick, quick break back to first real time. Um, mm-hmm. He is kind of investigating stuff because he's he has a lot of things going over in his brain. He's in the place where he can, and he wants to start watching. Um, some of the tapes because he knows that they, they met each other he knows when they meet each other now yeah. and he knows kind of like the location and so he's kind of going through some tapes and going to security cams and stuff like that making things happen doing detective stuff we continue on and we find out that shortly after this correspondence Laura has her first vigilante act when she kills a man who's beating his wife shoots him through the window yeah. like crack shot Laura hell yeah nice. and she's having a real struggle with that and this is when he kind of goes in talking about Pontius Pirate mm. and how he created this character who people love. And part of the reason they love him is because he's a good guy, but he's a pirate. Right. And so he's rebelling yeah. against the system he is in. Like yeah. the system he's in is fucked up. And everyone around him is a murderer and a rapist and a thief. And so, but he is a good guy and he's breaking the system down, you know? Right. And so he makes this character because, you know, that's like, that's his, his contribution to society. You know, break free of the norms. Don't let the systems hold you down. Like you're a part of the system. And you're rebelling against it. It's not that bad, Laura. It's okay. You right. know, I made this character do that. But here's the thing. Making this character was the greatest act of cowardice of my life mm. because I made this character and it relieved the mm. burden of actually having to do something. <sighs> right? Right? The creative act of this rebel <laughs> working against a, a system, an oppressive system, was the only thing he had to do, and it vindicated him for years. Okay. Tom Tom King is definitely adding someone. Like, yes. he's 100% directly. Dude, yes. Like, this answers the question. Tom King hates somebody. He is adding oh, them. Oh, yes. 
This is literally, again, the creation was an act of cowardice, a way of projecting myself into fiction, rather throwing myself into the world. So, they are, they're just bonding over how fucked this is. She has a short letter she sends to him about how she was going to kill herself. And right. he convinces her not to, essentially. Um, and then the end of it is, <laughs> so there's a tape way back we were listening to, way back, which is one of the few tapes we have of anything recent that Will Myers has done. It's him at a strange meeting for people who are trying to, uh, I think it's a, like a seance or something like okay. that, or they're like doing some kind of telekinetic tele kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're trying to reach dead people. They're trying to reach people that they can't reach. So the people around him, I always thought it was interesting that we both talked about it because one of the people who's named right before Will goes is, he says, this is Frank Miller. I'd like to contact my grandmother, Bigham, <laughs> ask her to say her name or anything, hello, or anything. You know, it's weird. Frank Miller, obviously, yeah. very, very important cat. Right. Um, and the next person is Will Meyerson who wants to hear from Jack Cole. Um, he keeps writing the tape back, and you think he's trying to rewind it to the Will Meyerson part, but he rewinds it back to the Frank Miller part. This is Frank Miller. So the last thing we have here is a beautiful piece written by Laura. And I had to reread it like three times. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, talking about the waking, the idea of the waking dream and like what's real and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And like the waking dream isn't what we imagine ourselves to be, not what we create, but what we are. And the thing around us, the reality we inhabit, that's the falsity. So the waking dream, she's she wants to realize it. Right. You know, and I think that speaks to a lot of people, especially people who are victims of abuse. Right. That you want the re the fake, the reality that the reality you wish was real, the waking dream to be real because the reality you're in is is wrong. It's fucked. It's right. a nightmare, really. So she wants to they want to meet up and, and kind of talk about this. And so they they decide to come for each other, meet up and stuff like that. So finally, we have. The two of them get they go meet up, nice. and while this is happening, he's going to someone else's house too. Okay, and so it's told in parallel, or right. she's going to meet Will, and he's going to this person's house. Okay, and we finally see the two of them um, embrace. While this is all happening, there's the first uh, presidential debate as well. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's it's not as important as far as just to build the right. classic Watchmen style tension, tension, talking right? heads. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and <laughs> so we have um, the two of them meet finally. And you could see them come face to face, and then under that panel, there's the knock knock. And the knock knock is obviously our detective. Look whose room he's knocking into. So it's the one that's in like the dark, sitting in the dark with the knock knock on it, at the bottom. No, toward like the second. Wait, wait. Yeah, dude. Wait. Yeah, I actually had to do the same thing. He's knock knocking into a room where someone is sitting dressed as Rorschach, and he. But I'm assuming that's Frank Miller. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, and I also love how, like, there's the one fun synchronicity, one fun Alan Moore thing is here. Like, when they're meeting, there's the whole them meeting, him meeting this guy, and then there's the presidential thing in the background. Yeah. And then the, from the presidential in a, in, um debate which the guy who addresses Rorschach is watching the text box from their debate is will you join me like mm, will, will Will Myers yep. and then you join me like perfect beautiful love it that's how you do 
the thing. Right. That's how you do the thing. Whatever that the, is, yeah. is how it's done. Yeah, that's how you do the watch mini thing, I guess. So, wow, a lot of books. Sorry about that. No, dude, Greenland you're going to be way faster. No, yeah, well, I was going to say I'm going to dip in real quick because it's, 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 it's a good transition because it's that perfect mix of superhero stuff combined with the existentialism. Right, please. And, of course, I'm talking about Commanders in Crisis, Woo! number six, with the beautiful cosplay variant cover. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, Steve Orlando, David Tento. And this is our uh, a penultimate addition to another <laughs> end of a story arc. I'm pretty sure this will be a, our third arc Jeez. in the six issues. We're moving. We're moving at a pace. Um, but Empathy is still dead. Oh. I'll, I'll go through the big the big stuff here. Probably my favorite uh, interaction so far in the book is a prize fighter. And homie's name, who I'm blanking on right now, the surgeon guy who has the who has the eyes, Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Hell yeah. Fuck. Bonesaw's ready. Um, they're talking because now Anthony's been dead for a couple issues, but they're just starting to kind of feel the effects. And the conversation kind of boils down to, wait, why do we still give a fuck if if Anthony's dead? Like, yeah, you know, we like we know we give a fuck, but like like what is it about us that makes us continue to to care? Yeah. And they have an interesting conversation because it's like. Are we selfish? Like, are Ooh. we are we literally trying to save the world because of how it makes us feel about like what we're doing? Is that what we're doing here? Um, and then they kind of go a little bit deeper into that and in saying, in a situation like this, isn't helping others helping yourself? Like, we're facing an existential like the the Earth is in peril. Yeah, like, the universe is in peril. Us wanting to help people isn't fucking weird. That's how humans are wired. Yeah. If you helping someone helps you in the grand scheme of things, shouldn't you or wouldn't you want to do it like yeah. biologically? Absolutely. So that was like in like a couple panels. Like I was getting Dang, it. Dang, dude. <laughs> so they were like they were like getting it in because they were like, why, like, why do I fucking care? Um, but the the real things going on here is there's a big split. Commanders in crisis, our crisis command, I should say. Our team is split. The leader, Frontier. She's off doing her own thing along with Thunder Woman. Um, and, <laughs> and the rest of the Crisis Command has done the exact thing that Frontier told them not to do. They said, we got to tell the people. We got to tell the people the multiverse exists. We got to tell them that they're on the last Earth in the multiverse and that their multiverse is inherently evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're essentially the only people <laughs> that can help them, help them stop it. Let it rip, dude. Right. And then meanwhile... Somehow, the B-plot to all this is Frontier and Thunder Woman going to Aquanium, which is Steve Orlando's Atlantis, and confronts his Aquaman? Namor? Nice. Fish King person? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hellfish King. And I forget what's actually going on with that, but for some reason, they take some of his DNA. Um, but the yeah, big thing weird. was Thunder Woman revealed that she is related to Empathy. She's because right. she says he was empathy. I am inspiration. We're all from like the fucking lightning world oh, or whatever. Man. We all represent these things. And so she was like, well, is he like your brother? And it's like, we're just all related. Lightning <laughs> strikes, of course. No, oh, it's good. Right. Steve Lando doesn't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, seriously. I love it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Back to the crisis command. Rest of the squad. Also in the background, the C plot of everything going on, America is going through the what is it called? The uh, Individuality Act, 
where all the states are essentially saying we are going to govern ourselves. We're the United States, but we're like the federal collection of states that happen to be united. States rights. Not the United States of America. And we go to the government and the government is having like almost. I don't I don't I guess I wouldn't know the reaction they would have something like this, but they're essentially saying, damn, dude, how does this make it all the way to the Senate? Like, yeah. why? Like, do they really not want us? Like, is this how? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like. Fact, <laughs> like, we're voting on this. Right? Why? Like, usually this is just like a blood thing. Right. You, know, you, you just like, kill people until you break off. They're like, damn, dude. Like, yes, this is this is how it's going. <laughs> how it's going down. Shit. But then, like, then you realize it's because it's the whole empathy thing. People aren't giving a fuck it's not that they don't so want to be a collection of yeah. states they just don't necessarily Man. care yeah. about not being because the individual act already started going it was already in the house right so it's like a if this is already gone why would we stop it yeah shit um and that's that's really where where it ends um Dang, dude. <laughs> yeah so like i said frontier and thunder woman doing their thing trying to figure out how to fix everything oh yeah thunder woman might take her to the fucking lightning world or some shit Nice. And then Crisis Command is about to deal with the fallout of them telling the world that they're the last world after telling them there were plenty of worlds <laughs> before it. So, yeah, Commanders in Crisis, number six, another fantastic issue from That's Steve tight. and David. Well, I was going to make a proposition to you. Okay, let's hear it. Because, you know, next week I know your you're reading list is a little light. Yes. So I was going to proposition that you read my two number ones from this pool. I'm on board, yeah. And then throw them in for next week because I got a pretty, pretty nice stack for next week already. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so real quick, I'll get cool. yeah, I'll get into my uh, my uh, other one that's still still going. Real quick, please, yeah. Uh, the autumnal autumnal. Oh, nice. I've been wondering what's going on in this book, dude. Everything, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally everything. Uh, Daniel Kraus, Christian on the art, Jason Wordy on the colors, and uh, Jim Campbell on the letters. I say all that because everything about this book is perfect. Look at this. Look at the fall. Look at oh, the autumnal. It is beautiful in there. We're fully autumn. If you're wondering why that person looks interesting, this is the burn victim that we were introduced to a couple of issues ago that our protagonist cat has befriended. All right. Um, helping her clean herself up, you know, kind of talking to her about the about the town because this is kind of the only person that's been like been straight with her. Gotcha. So we thought. Gotcha. So we're still trying to figure that out. Long story short, I'm going to make this very quick because it's you guys got to feel the, the the burn of this. Sure. Uh. So she meets two very interesting people in this issue. She meets the mayor of Comfort Notch, which is the town she just moved to. Creepy ass, weird ass town with the leaves and stuff. Um, And she also meets a friend of her mother. Now, if you recall, her mother shouldn't have any fucking friends because everyone hates her mom. Right. Okay. So when she finds out that her mom has a friend, she's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I got to go meet this person. This person. It's in like a psych ward, not a psych old folks home, but in like the psych ward part of the old folks home. Oh, God. They've, they've, they're not there. Cat comes in, talking to the woman, and the woman just straight up thinks that she's the mom. Sure. That she's Looks her similar. mom, Trudy. Yeah. And then she just starts talking to her like she's her mom. And that's mm. all I'll say. Oh, the lore gets dropped. That's all. Huh? Oh, my God. This this is, if you guys have been waiting for like, like, like the answer, that's why I want to be kind of sparse about this. But like, she just drops the bomb, bombshell. Love it. Like, this, I don't know if this is like the end of an arc or like something like that, but like, this was like, okay. And like, everything else was good. Everything else was fine. We're moving, we're moving. 
and we're going back in. We're going, going, wow. we're going right back into whatever nice. the fuck is going on here. So yeah, uh, autumnal number five, Kraushian worthy, awesome from Vault, keeping it going. Also, something I want to mention here. Speaking of uh, multiverse, this also has multiversal implications because in this book, her daughter, I don't know if you can see that there, she's wearing a shirt. On the shirt, you can see it says Finger Guns, which is the name oh, of yeah, another Vault does. series. Yeah, that's right. Hey. Might happen. Might all be in the same universe. It's all coming together. But yeah. The Vaultiverse. That was, all, that was all I had. That was it. The Univault. All right. So I will make this as painless as possible. No, I do not promise it'll be quick. Dude, rock out. I know. So this is it. This is it. And I'm going to really just focus on, honestly, the last one. Because <laughs> what in the fuck? So hmm, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> You're fine. Grant Morrison, Liam Sharp. <laughs> Liam Sharp is not only drawing this shit. He is coloring this. He is a monster. He is unstoppable. <laughs> he is the beginning and end of all things. Nice, dude. He is truly fantastic gonna be on a Holy batman book yes with fucking yes. with the man oh the guy who should be on things garthinus garthinus yep yep the boys yeah, the boys hey -oh. he's, he's the boy hey -oh. <laughs> anyway holy shit the art right. is amazing and continues to be amazing so battle of the sexes weird things are happening alternate universe versions of hal and carol are getting together star sapphire nice they bring him into this universe to fight this threat it, the only thing that really matters about this is one, Sister Terrific, is the female version of Mister of um, Okay. Of that's Terrific. sick, and it's tight. And I'm I'm gonna try to find you a picture. All right, I like that Sister Terrific. She got the fair play jacket and everything. She is cool as hell. Um, with the T spheres, whole nine yards. Nice. Or are they T cubes? They're spheres. Okay. They're spherical. <laughs> spherical. Spherical. I definitely gotta find that and put it in there. <laughs> Yeah, there's. All right, well, you can see her. You can see her face there. Oh, this is beautiful, right? Love it. Love her hair. Love the coloring. Love everything on it. Her, her, and then the Batwoman that is Kathy, I believe. It's I think she refers to her as Kathy, so maybe it's Kate. Okay, that, interesting. But, but not Batwoman looking at all. Full, full black Dark Knight outfit. Interesting. Um, but yeah. So we have this whole thing happen. The biggest important thing about this is there's a picture of Dark Side with a bunch of lantern rings on. Nice. And that's cool as well, shit. Well, that's sick. Right? <laughs> um, and there's a threat that's come from this other universe. Perfect. It's this it's this great weapon, and it's there to fuck everyone up. It's this golden like monster called Zundernell, essentially. <sighs> the golden destroyer. So they fight Zundernell. They do the classic shrink Zundernell down to nothing, and then when he explodes, it doesn't really matter because his explosion is like... That's like the explosion next to Hal's foot. Gotcha. Hilarious. Right? Hysterical. <laughs> Love it. Classic Grant Morrison decision to make, right? And that's pretty much what you need to know here. And we're, <laughs> we're right back to this crazy thing that's been happening. The thing that's supposed the to have been happening. The or whatever yeah, that's supposed to go on. Like with issue with, 7. With, this, with Superman. Ultraman. Not Superman. Ultraman. Yeah. Hyperman. Whatever. Hyperman. Anyway, so Hyperman, we find out that Hyperman, they're back to his case, which is happening at the same time as a wedding. There's a lot of shit happening at once. Ugh. Defeat the world universe imperiling threat. Go right back to this thing. We have it exposed that he did in fact go on this rampage. And the reason he went on this rampage is because his robot fucking narks on him. Narcs because on. he was drugged up. He was on some kind of thing. And it's that it gives you the um the chemical name for what he was on. 
I was like, God, you're going to make me look this up, aren't you, Grant? Of course Larson? he is. So, but thankfully, I didn't have to look it up. So, as he's being arrested, everything's about to go down. Hi, the uh, Hyperwoman's ultra there. And then, boom, to shut everyone down, we have Strong Woman and Super Stop Woman it. show up. Look at them. They're glorious. No, this looks incredible. Look at the biceps on the Strong Woman. No, I thought that was someone else's like back of the head. No, it's, <laughs> she's an entire entity on her own. So this is when we find hysterically, we have an interaction between John and another or Hal and another lantern. He goes, C ten H fifteen N. That's it. Hyperman was a crystal meth addict. <laughs> they fucking what? Someone methed him out, and he just went on a killing spree. What is going on, Grant Morris? <laughs> There's your Alan Grant Morrison dog. Hundred percent. It's just crystal. It's meth. just crystal meth. It's just crystal meth. Anyway, so that's the end of that. It turns out that also that this guy doesn't want to marry anybody. He wants to be a woman, which okay. has got to be a shout out with you know Grant Morrison's recent right. discovery that he is non-binary, uh, that they are non-binary. So so sorry. I'm really gonna try not to do that, but it's just hard at this pace. Gotcha. Anyway. This wraps up with maybe Hal wants to get together with Star, but they can't get together because reasons. Hal just wants to go and like go through the world and the universe with her, but it's not going to happen. Look at this dope final splash. Oh, that's incredible. That looks like the end of the book, like a book. It's actually crazy because it kind of stop. Don't worry about it. So next is maybe the most absurd thing that's happened so far. The Contest of Crowns. Excuse so, me? hard changeover to this like ranger woman and her fawn companion who looks more like a orc monster in this fantasy world okay okay actually real quick this is important i put the book down after this and the very first thing it says on the previous green lantern book is prologue universe zero sector none and i literally took it, i literally took a second i like put it down i was like I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> but anyway, so now we're back to Planet Athmora, 61 Cygni, Sector 2814. Hey, we're home, kind nice. of. As home as we're going to be, right. really. But yeah, Athmora is this crazy planet where everything looks awesome all the time. Nice. Um, but it's like this medieval planet, essentially, which is strange. So... Hal ends up deciding he's going to take a vacation. Okay. <laughs> what in There's the penultimate bird... issue? I know. There's these bird people. I want to say it's the bird people from the second or third issue sure. of season two. I remember They're this. They're full grown now. They love Hal. Um, he goes and speaks with one of the new generations of Green Lantern, or the, the Guardians, one of the Owen Guardians. Nice, the young but Guardians. I don't remember being that sexy. No, I thought they were like they, children they, last time we saw them. Yeah. No, not that one at least. Anyway. They're talking about how, like, things are just about to change, essentially. And, like, how you need to go deal with this universe-defining threat again. And after you're done with that, we need you to retire. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, look, we didn't know, but all these new Guardians, we didn't know their tenure was going to be so short. But we're also kind of moving on after this, too. Like, we're going to have a whole new series of Guardians. And I was like, what the fuck's happening here? And she's like, look, we need to go to this planet and deal with this great threat. The Golden Destroyers and this race, this Omega-level threat of this incredible race of builders who are many, many millennia old that are finally showing back up because their ancient technologies are starting to awaken. So Hal's like, all right, I guess I'll go do the Hal Jordan thing and save the day again. Ha-ha! <laughs> but um, <laughs> also as they're saying this, there's a 
They're like, we need to do one last thing before we get the new guys in here. And it's a picture of um, of Teen Lantern. Nice. Of the, oh, Jesus, the Asian Green Lantern. Oh, I forget uh, her name. Oh, God, his I name? I can't remember. I think it's a guy. And uh, Joe. And Joe. Yeah. Nice, it's dude. Joe, yeah. Tight, right? Mm. And it's like, all right, synergy. It's happening. So they send him to Planet Athmora. He shows up there. Turns out there's this thing called the Intelligence Engine. Perfect. And it causes problems with his ring. So he ends up crashing. He's awesome looking already. He crashes down. They gave him a big green sword. Perfect. And he starts working with his buddy. They call him Sir Hal of the Green Lamp. Pretty tight. He works with Vespero, who's a prince. They call him like the Wasp of the West or something like that. Also tight. And they're on the fucking Sea Infernal. They're, f- I don't know, dude. I don't know how to describe this to you at home, but it's a right, giant like I can't, boat. I also can't say shit. <laughs> it's a giant boat on a on a magma ocean, and then there's some kind of griffin <laughs> in the. T- I, I you should you should just buy this just to look at it. Yes. You shouldn't read it. Um, and they're there to deal with this threat, and so this threat happens to be the same threat that they're that Hal was sent to deal with. He's got no power ring. Classic Hal, right? As he doesn't does. need it. Even when he does test flights, he doesn't use the ring. Well, stuff like <laughs> that, right? So they give him just a big-ass sword. Tight. Hal's got a sword, and the world is burning, and it's time to fight, and we got to fight the Nomad Empire and their golden giants, and they build this dazzling city, and then that's it. And then here we go. Let's rock. Wait. Oh, wait. There's also this guy... <laughs> Who the fuck is this? I was hoping you were going to tell me because I thought you, you know, you read some of the first season. But look at the man. No idea, right? But I think you do. No clue. Or maybe. I didn't finish the first season. His name is Hector Hammond. No. And apparently he's an old school threat to him. And these people here, that this, these monsters, are the friends of Hal's at the beginning of the book who get kidnapped, who get taken. <laughs> so that is, I, I. Really, and it's a strain to say that's all you need to know, but wow, it just wow. to look good. So Hal's here; he's got to fight Hector Hammond, who is the guy that lives inside of that giant head thing. It splits open, like the gumball head splits sure. open. Okay, he's in there, <laughs> and he's here to fight because he's in love with Carol. What? What? So he hates Hal. So he's like the he's the what's it called? He's the um. He's the harbinger. He's the herald of the Golden Empire. This nomadic people that have returned with their incredible powers. And it turns out one of their incredible powers is making living things um, kind of into toys. Stop. So you might remember there was an earlier adventure Stop. he had with the Flash on the planet with all the toys and shit. So Are you fucking serious? Those people have been manipulated and turned into <laughs> monster toy things. So how fights... They do great. Um, <laughs> they do great. The things are crazy. They mention stuff. <laughs> All sorts of like classic Hal Jordan uh, threats. Black Hand, the shark, major disaster, tattooed man. They show up, but he says they look like action figures. Um, and they're doing the whole like Cockney bullshit. I smell blood. Uh, the nice. upper, you know, we have the upper hand, the upper black hand. Nice. You know, like all the cheese. Right. The cheese. And they quickly just annihilate them really what yeah because they're just toys basically and so (laughs) that's when it's like dawning on how like oh i've seen this before like i fought the toy menace with with barry right 
this is where things also get weird because here is his friend, the fawn, and that ranger right. who now are insane looking. Right. In so many ways. Um, she also has like the big plastic lips and he's got the big horns. So those basically they're like augmented versions of themselves. They've been injected with plastic and, and molded to become like monsters, essentially, that they can control. That this star city of the golden race can control hell yeah dude it looks this, this book looks, looks insane this book looks so good i want an hbo max series of whatever these images are yo 100 percent. i mean look at this dude this every is insane. page every page is this crazy fantasy so we find out here that all the friends he went in with the fawn and her name is samandra and vesper they all die like immediately, like they fight and they die and they die epic deaths and they're chronicled very well nice. and it's awesome. And they go to Valhalla. Yeah, no, <laughs> they die. Um, but yeah, so remember that in the intelligence engine we were talking about earlier right. that um, is interrupting Hal's ring. It's also there. It was placed there, I think, by another lantern by Abin Sir, the original <gasps> Green yes. Lantern for that sector. Yes. Um, oh, excuse me. This place there because there was this massive threat there initially, and so the intelligence engine was a solution to that threat. The problem is it locks these people, the entire planet, in a constant state of like medieval fantasy what? warfare. Like what they're are you stuck. Saying? They're stuck in this like forever. Like they've been there for millennia, just fighting with swords and shit. And so, and this guy is going on the whole shtick about how like. You are like he has Hal's ring. His Hector Hammond has it, and he's like, you know, you'll never fight me because you need to turn off the intelligence engine. You won't turn off the intelligence engine because like this is your escape. Like this is like a vacation, and it's like it's your fault. It's like this is the first place you're gonna take accountability. And he's like, look, that was Abin, sir. I do like coming here. Right, it's tight. Nice, but this is not on me. Also, fuck you. And nice. then he turns off the intelligence engine, gets the ring back, goes full Hal Jordan, nice. and it's time to fight. <laughs> But before that's even like a problem, the golden race of people show up, terrifying looking, and stops Hector Hammond um, because of his intelligence. Uh, Like it drains his intelligence or something crazy. uh, Anyway, Hal Jordan does the talk jutsu, talk no jutsu, and basically kind of convinces them to have a, a ceasefire at first. That falls apart pretty rapidly. But then, right before the golden dawn of doom is coming upon us, Hal says he'll fix the lantern that's here and let them have this crazy battery power source if they promise to leave all civilized plants, plants alone. So Hal won't have to kill anyone off. And they get to have the power source they were seeking, but they have to promise to become pacifists. They can no longer threaten the galaxy. But he has to, like, actually do this. Right. So they're like, if you can do it, we will agree to your terms. Right. So Hal reaches into every universe of all different types of lanterns. He says the line, dude. He hits the black in brightest day, nice. blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Incredible. Let those who worship evils might beware my power. Green lanterns light. And then he's able to fix all the spectrums, all the different universes, including the zone where all where this lantern was broken and make it so that they can now take this lantern. This golden race can take this lantern and head on out. And they do. 
And it's rather strange. So they take it. And I don't know if this is supposed to be an empty bubble here. Nice. I also don't know if the job is supposed to have an E at the end of it. I don't know if people just, the editor just stopped. He said, yo, just this like, is a lot. Yeah, probably, <laughs> dude. But anyway, so that's how Hal defeats this great golden threat. He gives them batteries. Wonderful. Wait, is that it? Yes. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of like we've been building up to this. Like, this is a monstrous threat. The universe has had to, like, pull together to stop them. And Hal is able to convince them to not do it by offering up this lantern, which is a very big deal. And, right. and the fact that Hal is able to power it is kind of crazy. Absolutely ridiculous. Because that's not how it's supposed to work. No, not at all. Yeah. And so he reaches across all the lantern spectrums, all across all these universes, and does it. Very cool moment. Very yes, crazy. That's badass. What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> and so we have here where Hal goes back to Oa. He's chilling with Volcano Head Man, yes. Salt Man, yes. weirdly big titty chicken woman. As he like, should be. The squad. They're all there. And then they're talking about how, like, you know, they want to hear stories. They want to, like, the new lanterns want to speak to you so they can become inspired and, like, we can pre- you know, keep moving forward. Like, lanterns, haha, camaraderie. And then while they're doing this whole thing, She's like, where is Hal? And that's it. Hal blasts off into space. We know that he was like, he's looking for some time, dude. Yeah. He's looking for some time. Because right. he's not had some time. He went to Earth the first time to try to have some time. Right. And then he ended up in the weird bird people yeah. monster race. He went to this planet to try to have some time. Mm-hmm. And he ended up fighting the one of the greatest threats the universe has ever known. Right. Every time, everywhere he goes, he's being framed for murder. He's doing this, that. He's a ghost. He's the specter. You know, there's just no break for Hal Jordan. So he's like, I'm going to take my girl. We're going to just go. We're going to find somewhere that's peaceful. We're going to have kids. We're yeah. going to explore the universe. And she's like, I can't do that. Sorry. And so Hal's like, you know what? I'm going to just go. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Incredible. Really no other way it could end. <laughs> um, it's perfect. It was perfect. Perfect Green Lantern story. <laughs> um, I don't really know what else to say. Wow. But I, I mean, I, I, if you, fair listener, are willing, wow, to completely Incredible. suspend <laughs> your belief. Are you about to recommend your, this to your someone? <laughs> your your faculties. Then and you want a story that is unlike anything that exists right now. That's a fact because it is a hundred percent not like anything that exists. It almost makes other like what we're moving into seem almost tame, but it's not oh, fair to do that. I think it'll it's be fair. It, it will be tame in comparison, but it, will, it doesn't have to be tame in relevance in relativity to the rest of the universe. Gotcha. Like you know, like um, we were talking about Odyssey. Odyssey mm. didn't feel tame at all. It's it felt like huge and big and cool and and, and different and yep. unique. This makes Odyssey feel like the fucking, I don't even know, man. Infinite Frontier. Infinite Frontier does. <laughs> this makes Odyssey like baby town frolic. Yeah. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse <laughs> compared to Grant Morrison and Liam Sharps. Doing literally whatever the fuck they want. Literally. So if you want to understand nothing and have an expensive time doing it, but <laughs> see the coolest art, like yes. legitimately some of the best art I've ever ever seen on a comic book 100 like not Unarguably. even close yeah then just then go read this book or go look at this book i guess look at the book the um, book is honestly like the art alone is worth the price of admission it like it really if, is if you don't give a fuck about green lantern but you like love comic book art you love all like yep, art, in, art in, in really general art. like no nah, he was he was transcendent 
throughout this entire series. Absolutely. There's transcendence is actually the best way to describe it because yeah. you have no choice. Yeah. When you're working with someone like Grant, you have no choice. It's true. But guy, to become transcendent. Guy knows what those scripts are <laughs> <laughs> like. No thanks, man. Yeah. No. But yeah, what a trip. Wow. Well, speaking of which, that 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 was it. That was all we had for the for the books. Woo! Uh, I guess I'll get into the stuff that's uh, coming out this week. I guess it's kind of funny because it's Wednesday. If you guys haven't noticed, we're filming this the uh, day all the books come out. Yeah. So I'll just grab my stack right here. <laughs> all right. What I got in my hand, I got X Force number eighteen from Marvel with Percy and Brown. We talked about this earlier. Bendis taking over Justice Bendis. League with uh, Rom V. Well, this Justice League's dark story in the back. Oh, nice. So you Justice League, happened. yeah, right. You Justice League dark fans, if you've been wondering where that is, like I said before, it's in the back of Justice League. And apparently, it's pretty good. That's what I was been saying. Nightwing seventy eight, another big one. Tom Taylor, Fernando, on the sorry, Fernando on the art. Looks fantastic from my peaks, but I obviously want too many spoilers on that. Nice. Radiant Black number two. Definitely excited hey. about this one. I, I need. I, I need more. I think I just need a, more from this series. I, I'm. I'm. I'll give it time. Hmm. I'll definitely give Radiant Black some time. And then the one I really been waiting on, as I always am, Spider Woman number ten. Beautiful. Gosh, Better. I opened it. Someone saw someone getting their fucking guts flooded. Yeah, dude, for the basement. These are the fights. <laughs> Wonderful. I actually had zero things Incredible. in my pull list for the first time in the history of my pull list. Wild. Insane. Truly wild. So I picked up Tim Seeley and Freddie Williams II's The Bee Quest, as in B-E Quest. Right. And then a trade of Stillwater, which Chip Zdarsky, Ramon Perez, and Mike Spicer really loved. Didn't keep up with, decided to trade, wait, and here it is. There you go. Very exciting. Yep. And the ones I'm going to gift to you for, for next week are, of course, Carmen. Hey, I am excited about that. Yep, written and drawn by Gillum March. And uh, you just finished talking about them. Proctor Valley Road, oh, written by Graham Morrison, yeah. or by uh, Alex Chow, coloring by uh, Tamara Bond Villain. Wild. This, you know what? I'm going to say absolutely nothing about this. I know how you're going to feel about that. That, that one's sick. That, yeah. That's fun. It looks sick. I am uh, actually very interested to let you read this because I am not sure if I have any opinion on it, <laughs> to, to be completely honest. Oh, my. Well, this yeah. is it. There was some other stuff, of course. Uh, Thor 13's out. Sword 4. Catwoman 29. Captain Marvel's got the sick Spider, Spider-Man variant on it. Let's see what else we got here. Let's look at some, some. Ultra Mega. From uh, Skybound, looks like they're doing an Ultraman style thing. Okay. Yeah, that should be interesting. Wow, what else we got? Slow week for the for the indies, I guess. Expanse number four. Not sure. Not keeping up. <laughs> uh, Red Red Atlantis by uh, uh, Stephanie Phillips. That's all number five. That one's been moving. Orcs number two from Boom Studios. Might have to pick that up as well. Saw that, yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's about it. Uh, it <laughs> about nice. it, really. I guess this. Well, should we should we look to? I mean, I should. I would that throw us off if we look to the next week. Mm, we could. It's up to you. Nah. Are we can. Yeah, we'll go over it next week. Yeah, It'll we'll go fun. over it. Yeah, we got. We're gonna have another episode next couple of days. Yeah, literally. So. Perfect. But until then, 
Remember the um, but yeah, I think I think that's it. I'm happy with that. All right, perfect. Um, should we, I don't I, don't, I haven't thought sign of a off? sign off yet. Um, keep on comic booking, nerds. All right. Ah, I hate that, but I love it. <laughs> keep on comic booking, nerds. Keep on comic booking, nerds. Wow. Perfect. Really nerds. good job, everybody. Okay, so we're going to do it again. Okay, ready? ready? Keep on comic booking, nerds. Okay, so we're going to do it again. Okay, ready? ready? Keep on comic booking, nerds. Okay, so we're going to do it again. Okay, ready? Keep on comic booking, nerds. For another year. Yeah. Four more years. Nice. Terms. <laughs>